Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of the Game Managers Podcast. I'm Nick Norris, and I'm here with my co-host, Justin Knight. Justin Knight right here. Nice to be with you all. Uh, We're here. We're going to do a little podcast for uh, college football this year, uh, starting out with Alabama and Auburn. That's our kind of forte as we're here in Alabama. Yeah, because it was someday for the SEC again. Yeah, not not the best day for the conference, that's for sure. (laughs) So uh, we're going to get into all of that. I think they're chasing Pruitt out right now as we speak. There's a good chance that he's already on his way out the door. Uh, Probably deleted his Twitter, if I had to guess, (laughs) if he has one. Uh, Yeah, I think that was long gone. Yeah, he definitely needs to stay off that. But we're just going to go through the list here. Uh, we're going to specialize mostly in uh, in-state football, but we'll branch out a little bit from time to time, too. So uh, this week's going to be all SEC. Week two, uh, just keeping everybody updated with what happened, giving our thoughts and takes. We're not professionals. No. As if, you can already tell right now, <laughs> it's not much going on that's professional. No. So if you disagree with what we say, it's probably because probably you're right. Yeah. <laughs> But we love football. We love talking football, and that's what we want to do. Yeah, for sure. So that's what we're here to do. Uh, we do it. We've done it for a long time anyways, and we thought, well, we'll just go ahead and record you ourselves. Know, what the heck, yeah. Yeah, so uh, sorry for the low quality. Also, we're on one microphone, uh, but hopefully next week we'll have two. Uh, but for this week, we're actually here together, which is not going to be a weekly thing. So that's hey, pretty we're cool. here together. <laughs> hey. Okay, well, we're just going to go through the list here uh, as they happen. First up on the list was the second biggest game of the weekend, uh, Texas A&M versus Clemson at Clemson. Uh, Justin, what was your, your thoughts initially of this game? Uh, I thought Clemson had control of the game the whole time. Uh, Lawrence looked better than he did last week, but I'm getting tired of hearing all this. He's going to be the number one pick, and he's still got two more years left, so we don't even know what's going to happen. But like I've been saying, A&M, I think they're still not there yet. Mond, I just don't have much trust in him. He didn't really have a good day. Yeah, Mond, not very, not too impressive. He went 24 for 42 for 236 yards and a touchdown, but he also had an interception there, and it just never felt like he ever had a control over the game or even his offense, really. No, but I will say A&M's defense was pretty pretty good they held uh clemson etn to only 53 yards but other than that they could they couldn't do anything on offense yeah it really felt like clemson owned this game from the beginning uh even though the score the final score 24 10 doesn't necessarily look like it was a a manhandling if you will well i mean the only reason for that they got that last second touchdown it should have been 24 to 3 a&m was lucky to get that last touchdown in but yeah, Clemson had control the whole time. But Lawrence, see, I mean, I'm not. we'll see what he does these next few games, but he's still got a lot of improvement to do. Yeah, definitely not the, the Heisman leader like we thought he would be at this point, but he went 24 for 35, 268 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. So uh, still, still pretty good numbers to put up, but yeah. uh, he was a little hyped, and we thought maybe those numbers would be a bit higher at this point. Yeah. Um, overall... There really wasn't too much to say about this game. Jimbo doesn't have this team there yet, obviously, and mm-hmm. uh, Dabo just did what Dabo does. But hey, Feinbaum thought you know Fisher's the better coach. You know that was, that was a, a bit of a controversial take. I'm gonna have to disagree well, with him. Know, he has a lot of controversial takes nowadays. Yeah, you're not kidding about that. So let's click on uh, so a. So not much for that game. 
It was pretty easy for Clemson. They had control. Yeah, uh, not not as uh, interesting of a game to watch as I thought it'd be. Texas A&M still looked very good. I th- still think they're going to have a really good year. They've got a tough schedule. Yeah, I don't up, see though. Auburn beating them, and I'm an <laughs> Auburn fan. Yeah, so uh, we'll see. Auburn is going to play them on September 21st. Yeah, A&M's at home. I don't see Auburn coming in there and beating them. But this, you never know. So this coming week, Texas A&M's going to move on to Lamar. Uh, should be an easy win. Then they'll have a tough test against Auburn, followed by an easy game, probably against Arkansas. Yeah, no trouble there. And then they're going to take on Alabama. <laughs> Uh, and then they'll end that up. could go any, either way. Alabama's going to come in the A and M. You never know. Yeah, they they got they got Auburn, Alabama, Arkansas, Mississippi State, South Carolina, all at home. But then they got to end the season with at Georgia and then at LSU. So it's going to be I see a three four loss season. Yeah, that would, that'd probably be your best bet. At least three, I'd say. Yeah, I'd say they're going to drop either Auburn or Alabama, and then they're going to drop either Georgia or LSU. I don't not. see them beating Georgia and LSU at this point, or Alabama. Al- Auburn, I can see them beating Auburn, so I'm seeing four losses for them this season. Hmm. Well, tickets for the LSU game is as low as $64. Yeah, That's hey. a ways away. but That's not bad, especially after the barn burner they had last year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was probably the best game I've ever seen in my best. entire life. I, and <laughs> probably the greatest moment was Ed getting dumped with Gatorade and then A&M <laughs> coming back to tie it. So next up, we had an even less exciting game, much less exciting. We got uh, New Mexico State visiting yeah. Alabama. Another uh, tough opponent for Alabama to start <laughs> the season. Yeah, that seems to be Alabama's thing, but uh, Nick Saban seems to try to get them out of there scheduling some, some tougher games down the line. Uh, we won't be seeing that this season, though, for sure. <laughs> no, it'll be an easy... Uh, stride to the SEC championship as usual. So Tua had another easy day, 16 of 24, uh, 227 yards, three touchdowns, uh, 95.8 QBR. And then Mac Jones came in five for nine, 58 yards, one touchdown. So pretty yeah, good day for Alabama. I tell you what, I will say this about Alabama, um, just how agile and how fast this wide receivers they have, you know, one of the best wide receiving cores you'll ever see coming out in a college football team. Yeah, and Judy today was on top of it as usual. He got three of those touchdowns, uh, 103 yards on just eight receptions. Yeah, and then Ruggs on the first play, just a little bubble screen. He's just so fast. He yeah. took it to the house. Yep, that was a was that that was the 39 yard uh, touchdown, I believe, the longest one. Uh, and then Waddle coming in. You have Judy, Ruggs, Waddle, uh, Smith. It's just the receiving core around to a. It's just going to really help him in the Hosman run. Oh, yeah. Who? Oh, so they considered the Ruggs play, so he threw it behind. They considered that a rush play. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So that little screen right there was considered a run play. Okay, that's the 75. 75. Yeah. Yeah. Not too bad. So he had two touchdowns, uh, Ruggs. Yep, so not much to talk about in this game. Just another easy W to put on the schedule. As of right now, after seeing Tua, we've we've already talked about Tua and Lawrence, which are the two leading candidates going into the season. Who do you think out of those two or someone else do you think is leading the Hosman race right now? Well, I mean, we've got to go outside of the SEC and ACC and go to Jalen Hurts, the way he's looked his first two games. I mean, his completion percentage is like in 70%, 80% range. 
he's been on another level, and he's got this killer mindset now. I mean, after Houston, he was like, you know, we got to improve. You know, i got to go talk to my teammates. We didn't look that good. So <laughs> after I saw that, I don't see anybody else winning the Heisman. No, and that's definitely the better story, too. Like he, oh, it, yeah. Tua wins the Heisman, great. If Lawrence wins the Heisman, awesome. But there's not much of a story there. You go with Jalen after everything that guy's been through. I mean, started everyone, his freshman year, and then SEC Player of the Year. Yeah, his first loss to Clemson in the championship game. Next season starts the whole season, loses his job in the championship game. Then he's not even playing the next season. He's just coming in for Tua in the second half. And then now he's just showing off at Oklahoma. So you got to give it to Lincoln Riley and his offense and how. Those teams don't miss a beat. They no. just go right back in. New guy each year. I mean, you had Baker, Heisman. Then Murray comes in, Heisman. And now Hurts might win a Heisman. So it's pretty incredible what he's doing at Oklahoma. I would like to know how much, because we didn't get to see that much of Jalen, I'd like to know how much he did improve this past yeah. season that we didn't even get to see. And now it's on full display. And I mean, we'll see more. I mean, he's played Houston, and he's then he's played South Dakota today. So not, you know top of opponents but so we'll see once he plays texas and teams like that they don't really have many tough defenses on their schedule so oklahoma coming up they're gonna have uh texas uh sorry oh they're gonna have ucla coming up next easy Cin- uh, cincinnati beat ucla at the start of the season <laughs> yep they got texas tech followed by that and then kansas yeah, that'll old be a tough les one. miles gonna face him who and uh Unfortunately, lost tonight. Oh yeah, to uh, I think it was Coastal Carolina. So Kansas still has a little ways to go, but yeah, hopefully, no surprise there. Hopefully, Les has got them on the right track. I'm a, a big fan of Les Miles. Yeah, I love Les. Uh, but then after that, they've got Texas, which is going to be a big challenge. One of the games of the year. People are looking forward to that game. Yeah, no doubt. West Virginia, who just got shut down by Missouri, who lost to Wyoming last week. So it's a pretty bad West Virginia team, who also barely beat James Madison. And we'll get to that game more uh, here shortly. Mm. Uh, Then they're going to finish out the year with Kansas State, Iowa State, Baylor, TCU, and Oklahoma State. So the the hardest of these games definitely being Texas. Texas. I mean, this team should easily go undefeated, and then we'll see who they play. I don't think Texas and Oklahoma, are they in the same? Division in the Big 12. How's that set out? Uh, let me pull it up. I'm not sure. Well, they're not because they played each other last year in the championship game. So it should come down to Oklahoma and Texas in the Big 12 championship game once again because I don't see Texas losing to anybody other than Oklahoma in the Big 12. Oh, Big 12 doesn't have divisions, right? Or is that Big 10? Oh, it's just the top two. The yeah, top yeah, two yeah. finish, yeah. So, yeah, it'll be them. Because they used to not have the championship game. Right. See, I think it'd be a very disappointing season if they do not make it to the college football playoff. Uh, I think that's the expectation. And it yeah, should be. They, they should be gone undefeated into the Big 12 championship game. But um, I'm wishing the best for Jalen Hurts. I'd love to see him. He's a great dude. He's a hard worker. And a lot of guys you see... I mean, he would have. A lot of players would have already left. They wouldn't have stayed at Alabama that extra year, backing up another quarterback after being the starter. Oh, absolutely! Especially since he could have retained. He could have easily year. left. Yeah. Yeah, he could have retained another year of eligibility. Chose not to, uh, just to stick around. Claims he never even thought about it. I doubt that. That's got to go across the players' mind. Yeah, you you would have to consider it, but uh, just a real standout guy. So yeah, 
Everybody loves him. Everybody wants to see him win the Heisman. Even uh, Alabama fans just can't get enough of the guy still. So. I would love to see him beat Alabama. I mean, that would be great. Championship game, he beats Alabama. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'd love to see uh, them two play against each other. I'd, I feel like a lot of Alabama fans would be very tore going into that game. All right, so uh, next up on the list, another absolute beatdown. <laughs> Pointless game to talk about. <laughs> Georgia beats Murray State. Now, this game's a little interesting because it started out It was a little close. They close. struggled. Yeah, 7-7 seven, seven at one point. Uh, tied up, but they didn't last long. But you see that happen a lot. You know, these first couple of games, they'll struggle with a team like this, and they end up win, winning easily. Right, and, and most of uh, Mercedes' points, a touchdown and a field goal, came in the second half. So, yeah. uh, second quarter, first quarter, Georgia was stuck with just a touchdown, but in the second, we got five just back to back to back to back to back. It was just an absolute slaughter. But, yeah, I mean, Jake Fromm had a good day. 10 of 11, 166, one touchdown. Did what he needed to do. I think, for me, when I'm thinking about Georgia, this is probably their best chance to win a national championship this year. I think if they meet with Alabama in the SEC championship game again, I could see them beating Alabama. I mean, they've had so many opportunities these past couple of years. Yeah, you would you would think at some point Georgia will have to get one up on Alabama. Go over the hump at some point. I mean, this is I think this is their best chance this year. And another interesting thing about Georgia is how evened out their rushing attack is. You got here, uh, White got 72 yards, 8 carries. Swift, 6 carries, 67 yards. McIntosh, 9 carries, 61 yards. You just, there's a lot of different, different backs that can yeah. do – run different ways. And uh, <clears throat> a lot of times we just think Alabama is having, being able to refill the running back position every year, but Georgia, they always have two solid running backs each year. And once again, they do. So I think this is Georgia's best shot this year to really challenge Alabama in the West. So this game, Georgia had 269 rushing yards, held Murray State to just 23 all game. Mm. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, pretty pretty dominant performance. Not too much to say about that one either. What's uh, I can edit this out. Oh, we can just do this one last. LSU and Texas. Yeah, yeah. We'll go over the kindly smaller ones first. Yeah, and we'll finish with LSU. Okay, cool. I need to get back to SEC. Anyways. Yeah, I mean, as you can tell, not much I know about the other leagues. I could have sworn they did divisions <laughs> now in Big Twelve. I guess it's just the final two. So we'll go ahead. We'll get the uh, the rest of the the beatdowns out of the way real quick. So we'll just start out here. Uh, UT Martin, Florida. No, they're just one of those cupcake games, you know. <laughs> 45 to nothing. Uh, Felipe Franks had a pretty good day. Surprisingly, after his performance a couple weeks ago against Miami. Still not sold on this guy. Just the hype he keeps getting surprises me. He's... Hasn't shown any improvement from last season, especially in the first game against Miami. I know it's early in the year, but the way they were talking about him, we should have. I mean, we should have seen more from him. Yeah, this is a guy that everyone was expecting to see so much improvement. He was just really hyped up today. He went twenty-five for twenty-seven. That's about as good Which as you I would get. hope he would against UT Martin. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, I mean, yeah. Well, he got two hundred seventy yards, two touchdowns through the air. Um, and then rushing, we got uh, Perini. He's got 51 yards, a touchdown. 
not much to say here except for Felipe Franks did look very good today. Although during against Miami, not so much. No. So we'll see. I think it's it's just a matter of time for Florida starts losing some games. We'll see what they got next on well, their coming, schedule. Coming down the pike here, we've got uh, Kentucky. Who knows? At Kentucky, we remember when they lost to Kentucky a couple <laughs> what, last year. A it couple was of last years? year is the first time in decades. Yeah. Yeah, so they got they have to go to Kentucky. That'll be a little bit of a revenge game. Ooh, tough game against Tennessee in a couple <laughs> weeks. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. We probably won't even see Pruitt by then. Oh, there's a there's a good chance. Uh he has a he did have a six year contract though where this will be <laughs> the second year into it, so Yeah. Firing this early. Tennessee has the money to it's do it. It's not gonna happen, but I don't if he makes it through this season, there's no way they If there was an available hire, yeah, why not? But yeah, I I don't know. Who are they who are they gonna get? I know it's early and he's had to take in a lot from Butch Jones, but when you're twenty five point favorites against Georgia State from last week and you lose by eight, and then you think, Oh, you know what, we can come back and beat BYU at least. <laughs> we can't even do that. So I think there's a lot of problems going on at Tennessee. It it just seems like they can't catch a break. Every time they get to the rock bottom. It's, I mean, it's not. They I mean, couldn't go a little farther. They had this game in the back, 16-13. It was like 25 seconds left. BYU's just backing themselves up. They're on the eight-yard line. There was no way to lose that they game. Run, they run one play, then it's like third and five, and then no idea what the cornerback is doing. He thinks it's zone at first, and then he's turning around, and he's wide open, and he just streaks down the field. And they Easy field goal, winning it over. Then they win in overtime. Just absolutely embarrassing there's 0 and it 2 really is. against cupcake teams first time since 1988 for Tennessee they play they paid Georgia State a million dollars yeah to come to their place and beat them and, and beat them easily I mean they were <laughs> up by two touchdowns at one point and, goodness gracious and we'll get back to more Tennessee here in a second but we're gonna uh, stick with the Florida can Gators you imagine being a Tennessee fan born in 98 all you've known is failure I mean, and of course, you know, they have no idea, you know, of Manning winning back in, you know, 98, 99. It's basically And a after myth. that, <laughs> they have no idea. It's been an absolute mess for Tennessee for a long time, and it's not getting better anytime soon. I don't soon. ever see Tennessee winning again, any, like having a winning season. <laughs> I mean, I know that's a little bit of a stretch, let's, you know. Ever again, it's going to shut it down. But they, I mean. It maybe should. They absolutely suck. And now they're just a basketball school. <sighs> and who would ever say that about an SEC team, that you're just a basketball school now? Kentucky. Now, Kentucky's been a basketball <laughs> school for a while. But even last year, they had a decent football team. They had a chance to try to win the East. That's not happening this year after the couple games they played to start the year. but That's not happening for the next five years. No, it's just going to be Georgia, Georgia, maybe Florida at some point, Georgia. And Tennessee's roster is so atrocious that even if a great coach came there, it'd be hard to win just because of the lack of talent. Yeah, that's the thing, uh, the other side of getting rid of Pruitt. You know, he's just got still a lot of work to do with the roster he has, and he's still got, you know, a lot of time to get new players in there. But (laughs) what player thinks, I'm going to go to Tennessee and have a successful, you know, (laughs) two, three years there. So back to Florida, we got uh, Florida facing off against Auburn at home October 5th. That'll be a good game. We'll see from what Auburn, you know. Still don't know yet. It'll be a tough game for Auburn. 
And I guess we'll see a lot from Florida that game as well. They're going to follow that one up with a trip to LSU October Oof. 12th. That's two difficult games back-to-back. They travel to South Carolina, and then they get Georgia back at home. Ooh, and then they end the season with a tough game against Florida State. Yeah. Oh, Willie may be out here soon, too. We'll, we'll, we'll find out real real soon. I think by the end of the season, uh, him and Jeremy might both be gone. So uh, hopping back in here, we took a little break, but uh, we're here with our friend Aaron Patterson, uh, oh. renowned college football fanatic. Didn't make great picks today. You wouldn't know that by his picks, but. Yeah, so we have a little uh, SEC pool where we pick every SEC game. Uh, neither I or Aaron did too well today, but uh, especially Aaron. He took some risky picks, and uh, it didn't all pan out for him. Like uh, West Virginia over Missouri. Well, that was um, strictly for strategic purposes. Three points. Yeah, he wanted the points. So how our system works is if it's a 10-point or more underdog, it's worth three points instead of the average one if you guess the winner. So uh, to try to take the lead, as he was already tied for first, he uh, picked West Virginia and it just didn't really pan out, did it? Well, considering Missouri got spanked by Wyoming, um, I figured it was – and the spread was only like 13 points, so it was just outside the 10 mark. I figured it was – the only three-point game that was worth well, taking the risk on. Let's not forget, James Madison almost beat West Virginia last week as two. Well, you see, I had no clue about James Madison because so, I don't so watch. So there's your problem right there. Well, let's let's hop into this uh, West Virginia. I just figured yeah. they can only get so much worse. And considering <laughs> they were a pretty good football team last year. They were. To go and get to go against Missouri, who got spanked by Wyoming. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say I spanked. Mm, I, I mean, well, it spanked. was a touchdown. It was a touchdown. Well, it didn't seem like a touchdown. <laughs> Let me tell you that right now. Well, Kendall for West Virginia, he went 15 for 25, 137 yards, a touchdown, and two interceptions. Yeah, he's what you call garbage. <laughs> yeah, he looked pretty bad today. I feel sorry for West Virginia the rest of the season out. If you could describe this West Virginia team in one word, what would it be, Aaron? Garbage. Atrocious. <laughs> Let's just step it up a little bit. I'm going to say <clears throat> pathetic. <laughs> Kelly Brown, on the other hand, he went 17 for 25, 150 yards with three touchdowns, zero interceptions. He's had a great start to his Missouri career. He threw for over 400 yards last week. Yeah. I think he'll have a pretty good season with Missouri. He fits in well with their offense. He does seem to fit that system pretty well. I'm, I'm interested to see how he does the remainder of the season. Any thoughts about Kelly Bryant, Aaron? Um, no, I'm actually just, I was actually thinking of Derek Dooley because he came up earlier. And, um, <laughs> what a poor soul, really. Yeah. Well, Him and Kelly Bryant, really. Just, you know, after that whipping by my, my Wyoming, I don't care if it was that, a sure. whipping okay. or not, but anyway, it sure looked like a whipping to me after that. Yeah, they it lost just seems Wyoming. like they're both playing to the end of the season to see other opportunities. Pretty much. Kelly's What's just, at the next level? Yep. Kelly's trying to get to that next level, just trying to show what he can do. And How much care Derek's for winning at this point? hoping he can get another gig somewhere. Because <laughs> <laughs> that Tennessee just ruined his career, which mm. Mm, poor Pruitt is on his way. Yeah, like we've been saying, yeah, we've said it too. Pruitt's probably already out. Yeah. And the in the... The narrative on Pruitt has changed so much over the past year. Just last season... The narrative was that Pruitt had got this thing on the right start and that mm-hmm. it was uh, 
you know, it was building back up maybe in three or four years we could see Tennessee have a little bit more success, and this year it's just been not a good start. An absolute shock. Yeah. But, hey, I will give it to them. They beat, you know, Auburn last season. I'll yeah. give it to them on that. Yeah. It's embarrassing to look at now, too, the way they started the season. It's, it's been pretty rough. I'm not sure if that win is more of a testament to Pruitt or, or to Malzahn. Auburn has given up at that point in the season last after, year. After after the start of this season, I think it's more of Malzahn than it is. A testament to Malzahn. I would agree. Because the week before that Tennessee game, Tennessee. they got walloped yeah. by Mississippi State. Auburn did last season. So Auburn at that point had pretty much given up, and you could tell in that game. So, Malzahn a little bit on the hot seat, but after that win over Oregon. Oh, he's been on the hot seat for years now. <laughs> well, I don't know. Oh, yeah, he, nice. he got that big, uh, the big extension. It's just well, nice and warm for him. It's been yeah. warm because a couple years ago, if he doesn't beat LSU, Les Miles doesn't get fired possibly. Right. At that point. I still think he should not have. Yeah, he shouldn't have. It was kind of early in the year. In my personal opinion. I love Les Miles, but I think it was time for him to go just because he was so obsessed with beating Bama, mm. and he wanted to out-Bama-Bama. Bama. And the offense sucked every single year. He just wasn't able to evolve and adapt, and he just kind of fell to the wayside along with the rest of LSU. Yeah. Uh, still hated to see him go, but I'd love to see that he's back at Kansas, and I hate that he lost today, but uh, I've been checking out the – uh, Les Miles documentary on ESPN Plus, and it's it's pretty good. The first episode is very slow. Yeah, they have a few weird scenes that they leave in that they didn't cut. I don't know, just weird things. But it overall, felt like a lot of filler. Yeah. In the yeah. first episode, it's a lot of the uh, of the search for a new coach, and it's just a lot of awkward, meaningless conversations. And a lot of stuff that had to have been staged in some way, shape, form, or fashion. Like um, uh, like they had the cameras in his house when in he got Les the Miles call. House. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they were there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, they had to have known because they started filming this before yeah, the firing. Months before. So it's just, how did ESPN know? How did they... I'm, they unless, may have been told on an article by now. I never looked it up. I didn't care enough. Unless the next few episodes just get super interesting and they've been doing this at other places and this was the only one that really seemed like sharing that's the only thing i can think of yeah i mean espn definitely has the uh the money to just go film a lot of things and scrap them if they don't work out but still seems odd to have those cameras in less miles house unless they knew that he was going to get the job yeah, it was just like you said a bunch of fillers though. hey espn can tell the future yeah, that's <laughs> the deal it seems like it uh, so I wish they would have shared the information about that Texas game that just happened. <laughs> yeah, another one that Aaron lost points on. Aaron, why don't you go ahead and uh, tell us which all games you lost points on? Well, there were plenty um, today. I lost points on Purdue Vandy. It was mm-hmm. only a one point game. Another dump. I also lost points on that one. I I just really thought Vandy would able to, would be able to pull that one off. Um, Typical Vandy. Yeah, uh, pretty much. I, that's pretty much all you got to say about yeah, that one. <laughs> Uh, I really thought they were turning a leaf, but apparently not. And um, let's see, what else? Oh, well, Tennessee, BYU, lost in double overtime. Tennessee <laughs> was leading the entire game until the end of regular, until I mean, the end of regulation. And we're going to get to that one soon, yeah, too. Yeah, BYU wasn't even doing anything on and offense. Then, no. This is an unlosable game there with the last minute. We'll get to it more in detail, but let's see. Uh, just the, atrocious. And then the third one was... 
Texas LSU. Texas LSU. Which that one could have gone either way. So was yeah. that was that the only three that I lost? That was the only three you went down on. Yep, that's wow. Well, yeah, <laughs> feels like feels more than like that. A lot it does more. feel like a lot more. It's been a long day. We have five TVs here set up in the the college football capital of Walker County here, and uh, so we watch about twenty games every Saturday. And it's just been a long day. We've watched a lot of bad football. Eleven to <laughs> eleven. Technically, we're still watching football. Yeah, yeah, technically we are. We got the uh, the Stanford USC game on right now. And USC is in the lead somehow. I don't know yeah, how this I USC will. team. Yeah, it looks like they're going to halftime right now. We haven't really been keeping our eye on it, but I would have picked Stanford to win this game, so I am pretty surprised. Yeah, that USC's even in the that USC's, winning. Yeah. Yeah, actually, we're we're out of halftime here. Where it's a twenty four twenty, USC. Uh, I doubt it'll be over by the time we get done with this. Hopefully, to God, we don't uh, record for that long. <laughs> Nobody wants to listen to us for that long. No, I highly doubt it. But uh, anyway, at, at all. Yeah, that's also possible. <laughs> well, we're gonna get back to uh, to the games here. Uh, South Carolina thumped. Not much to talk about there either. Yeah, seventy-two to ten over Charleston Southern. Well, the fact that they were able to score seventy-two, no matter who they played, after getting very thumped last week, is By something North to talk about. But that's about it. Yeah, definitely. So Helensky went twenty-four for thirty, two hundred eighty-two yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Good debut for the freshman quarterback after uh, Bentley got down with uh, got hurt with injury last week. Here's a game we did not watch that I am curious the result of that I don't think we saw. Um, North Carolina and Miami. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was a they good were, game. North Carolina was up 17-3 yeah. last time we checked. I thought that would be a good matchup. And, um, well, so, so here's the I results for you. Several people laughed at me. And it, oh. North Carolina won 28-25. Oh, great start for Mac Brown, 2-0. South Carolina, Miami, yep, start of I the season. Him, I picked him the week before, and I that's one reason I was in first is because I got that three-point game. And a disappointing start for mm. Miami, 0-2. Oh. Yep. Which has been more disappointing so far, Florida State, Miami, or Tennessee? Uh, well... I'm going to say Miami only because they had potential. And they had expectation. Yeah, expectation. That's what I meant. Like, uh, Tennessee's just like, you know they were going to be bad, well, but. Not this bad. We didn't know they were going to be this bad, but it really didn't matter. Like, same with Florida State. They were terrible last year, you too. You expect improvement. If they would have yeah, lost today. you expect today, improvement, but you don't expect a, a ranked team to go 0-2 to. No. The two teams like that. Well, the Florida State lost. If they lost today, oh. and they should have, and that, that was a close one. They would have been my biggest disappointment, just because of how big favorites they were against Boise State and uh, Louisiana Monroe. Uh, yeah, so. the Boise State. It being the first game of the season, I think Boise's and it was a little moved. underrated. It was supposed to be at a neutral site. Yeah. They moved it to Florida State Stadium. But still, I mean, you would think being Florida State, you're playing at home and you were up that big, you don't lose a game like that. And for Louisiana Monroe, too, a tough loss there in, was it overtime or double overtime? I it was in it was double, double overtime. overtime. First time missed extra point in over two years in an overtime period. Ugh. That's how they lost the game. Yep, that's rough. Yep, a missed PAT is what uh, ended it for them in a game that they should have one. They actually had a, quite a comeback for that game. I don't remember how far, what the deficit was, but yeah. they were probably down at least fourteen at one point. Yeah, that's what as I was, was thinking. Boise State the as week they before. were last week. Yeah, so yeah, so Willie Taggart having a hard time getting his team to Ooh, finish. He's not going to be there much longer either. <laughs> no, definitely not there too much longer. 
Talking about how the SEC is having a down year, the ACC is even worse when you think about it. There's the talent of teams they have. Yeah, with it's Miami, just Clemson. Florida State, those two programs. like Who are usually even, good. Yeah, because even if you still look at it, uh, the game between Florida State and Clemson has been the winner of the ACC for like over a decade, yes. I believe. And um, so, yeah, and for Florida State to be that bad, that's just – testament how good Clemson is winning that many ACC because it's just in Miami being the because now Clemson's top opponent is Syracuse which I don't (laughs) think many people thought that yeah which got beat 63 to 20 today (laughs) Clemson's got by Maryland right yeah yeah I I believe Maryland will take that spot over I don't I don't see Syracuse being ranked that much longer and I believe Maryland deserves to be ranked yeah Maryland off 2-0 yeah with um What's his face calling the plays? Uh, Al- yeah, the Alabama. Yeah. Loxley. Loxley, yeah. Yep, Mike Loxley. So, uh, um, Harris having a big day for South Carolina. Three touchdowns on only six carries. 147 <laughs> yards. Uh, his longest, 75. So, uh, South Carolina had an easy, easy walk through the park today, but uh, still impressive stats by both Harris and uh, many others on the team. Ooh, and then, uh, then our next game, we got Purdue making it look pretty easy against Vanderbilt. Throwing for over 500 yards in the game. Now, this game was frustrating for me and Aaron. Like we said, we had Vandy picked. And it wasn't uh, 42-24 to 24 the whole game. It was definitely a lot closer at the beginning. And but I'd just, say Purdue had yeah, control. What, at halftime, it was only 14-10. Right. But after yeah. that... Yeah, after that they just laid an egg. It was just yeah. it was the third quarter. Purdue just came out, touchdown, touchdown, and then the fourth, Vandy answered a one, but then Purdue just coming back with two more to end the game out. Yeah, really forty-two thought, twenty-four. I really thought with Derek Mason, uh, I think they had a decent year for what they were last year. They did, and they had Vaughn, which showed a lot of promise. And I thought after the way Purdue played uh, Nevada, I think it was, and got beat, and I, I thought. They would turn over a new leaf, and I thought Vandy had that one. I thought that was a pick that most people got wrong when I saw it. I was like, no, I'm sure Vandy can pull that out. I know they weren't the favorite, but I don't know. I didn't see them losing 42-24 to by any means. So this is one of the best stats of the day. Uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce produce quarterback's name. Sindlar? Is it Sindlar? Sindlar? How would you pronounce that? I don't even see it. Right here. Oh, produce, yeah. Sindler? 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 Doesn't matter. He went 34 for 52, (laughs) 509 yards and five touchdowns with one interception. And then one of the best receivers in the Big Ten, Rondell Moore, had 220 yards with a touchdown. He's he's a small guy, but he's quick. He's got great hands. He's going to be a great receiver. And he's only a sophomore. Because you remember that game last year when they beat Ohio State? He had that huge game. <laughs> yes, I, I will not forget that game for sure. One of the best games. One of my favorite tweets, God bless Purdue, came <laughs> uh, after that game. Yes. Uh, with all the heat around Urban Meyer for uh, for all the Zach Smith stuff. Yeah. And it was just the whole nation was just rooting against Ohio State. And it was so nice to see them go down to Purdue. Especially the way they did. They didn't just go down. You talk about a beat. It was a beat yeah. down. That was embarrassing. And it was nice, uh, of course, uh, the young fan, Tyler, that has unfortunately yeah. passed away. Uh, just to see, for him to get to see that, that was just a really special moment. Just 
What a what a fun game though. It was it was pretty nice to watch. So we're gonna go on. What we got next, Justin? All right, what we got? I'm pulling it up as we speak. Probably nothing good. Second. Probably nothing good. Yeah, there's probably a couple more. <laughs> ah, here we go. Mississippi <laughs> State over Southern Miss. <coughs> Easy game for State. Thirty-eight to fifteen. Uh, last mm-hmm. week I didn't really see much from Mississippi State. Barely beaten. Who is it they played? The Raging Cajuns of Louisiana. <laughs> they beat them thirty-eight to twenty-eight, and. It's just let's see. Mississippi State's on academic probation for three years. Hmm. And it's just not looking good for State. And then they started two and zero. They just haven't played anybody. I don't see them having a good SEC year though. Stevens went nine for ten. Uh, Schrader went seven for eleven. So both quarterbacks uh, doing pretty well. Yeah. One hundred and five yards for Stevens, seventy one for Schrader, uh, and Heal coming in with one hundred and twenty three yards on. Uh, 14 carries and a touchdown. So, yeah, just kind of a easy handling here. Nothing to talk about once again. <laughs> That's how a lot of these games now, uh, tend to be. One of my favorite games of the day, BYU and Tennessee. Oh, where do we even start with this one? Let me get BYU, it pulled up on the page. Let's see, BYU wins 29-26. to In the most Tennessee way. Oh. Imaginable. This is the one I've been wanting to talk to talk about more than oh, man. any of them. Oh my god. Just a nightmare. Here we go. I'm pulling it up now. Also, I finally uh found the name of the Tennessee quarterback. Couldn't even tell you how to pronounce it. We go from Jared. <laughs> Warantano? Yeah, and his first name is Jared. You don't really expect that out of from that last name, but Guantanamo. So, yeah, Guantanamo? From the numbers, he doesn't look too bad. 17 to 28, 176 the yards. numbers don't always tell the story. <laughs> That's definitely true in this case. Two touchdowns. One interception, and, an, and I'm pretty sure he had a fumble in there somewhere, too. I believe he did. Well, no, 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 no Tennessee no fumbles. fumbles. Surprisingly. Maybe it was called back, or maybe it didn't happen at all. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, he did not look that good. He looked oh, awful. Goodness. He did not look good at you all. You can't see this, but I'm just rubbing my face. Just because I don't even know where to start with this game, I guess, from the beginning. <laughs> Which, I mean... BYU starts off early with uh, put a field goal on the board. Yeah. And, Tennessee's um, right there with a touchdown. Next quarter... A couple drives later, yeah. Tennessee's got put six on the board. And, and I finally think they're... Okay, Tennessee was up 10. Everything's going to be okay. And they were looking fine. Their defense was looking good. In the first half, I mean, they only give up three points. And then third quarter, Tennessee doesn't do anything. It's 13-10. And then all and of a sudden, like, Tennessee's oh no. still not doing anything. Field goal. Yeah, and you just start getting nervous. And then and BYU goes, Phil goal, Phil goal. After we were talking about that amazing last play for BYU to come back down and get the time. Yeah, which seconds goal. before, I was thinking, oh Holding my gosh. Ball, it's over. Well, I was thinking, oh my gosh, Tennessee's really only going to win by three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would have been uh, sad enough. So I, I'll manually top in uh, for the SEC pool, uh, the winners and losers, and I already had Tennessee in there as a win. Because it was 20 seconds left. BYU was taking their time. They didn't have – They 20, had like 70 they yards had no to go. no timeouts yeah. left. On their own 20. So 80 yards to go. Time management on the clock was terrible. It wasn't we, You're like, okay, they just – They were taking their time. Yeah, it was like, all right. But, nope, they had something drew, just drew up. Just a blown coverage by Tennessee. I mean, all it was was a vertical route. And, and when I saw it, when the play was happening, I thought that was game. I thought – I didn't think Tennessee would be able to track him down. I was, I was in shock, and then I was like – Maybe it's just Tennessee. Like, surely they'll be able to pull it off at least. 
at least we got overtime. And it, it didn't get any better, folks. No, it did not get any better at all. At least made it to double overtime, but... <laughs> at least made it to double <laughs> overtime <laughs> against... Who their quarterback threw two pick sixes last week against Utah. Ugh, atrocious. It's rough. This game is just so sickening if you're a Tennessee fan or just an SEC fan, a football fan. Yeah, a football fan. (laughs) It's just seeing a program like that just get it. Just not any sign of. There hasn't been any improvement since. In, in Tennessee had the good start it with. Seems. Well, you it know, feels. Tennessee had the good start with Butch Jones. What was it, three yeah, years yeah, ago? Yeah. They had that game winner against Georgia on the Hail Mary, and people were thinking, "Oh, Tennessee's back." And then what they end up finishing that year? It ended up Not being a good rough enough second to remember. Half. Yeah. No, that would be relevant no. anyway. So Tennessee starting out zero and two after the twenty-nine to twenty-six loss in double overtime. And I saw somebody say they can only see Tennessee winning one game this season against Chattanooga. They don't even see them beating UAB. UAB is a good team. And yeah, UAB well, is good. They're not the same team they were last year. I wish they but were. They graduated how many seniors? 32, I believe, that's, is the number. The biggest class of all time. But today, a very different UAB team than last week's. Stomping Akron in a game they were expected to lose. Yeah, they were, yeah. I don't even think they were favored. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, they no. were expected so to lose say, all around. You could say UAB and Tennessee are on the same level at this point in the season. I believe they are. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I think I'd take UAB right now. I and think UAB I would. did not have a football team a couple of years ago. <laughs> I think so. Think about don't that. Don't forget yeah. that. I think I would definitely take Bill Clark and him being able to get UAB ready rather than Jeremy Pruitt getting Tennessee ready to go out there and play uh, a third yeah. football game Talk, after the last yeah. two. And talking about, I think I would definitely take UAB yeah, at this moment. I would too. And talking about Bill Clark, I know, Nick, you've said it. It's probably it's just a matter of time for he gets a good coaching job somewhere. And he deserves one. The fact that he stick, stuck around at UAB after the football program uh, shut down there in 2014. Yeah. Yeah, it testifies to who he is as yeah. a person. Uh, and then being able to answer with the season that they did st- testifies to who he is as a coach. Clark had offers at Samford, other yeah. schools. Nearby schools, he didn't. He wouldn't have even had to pack up and move. He could have just stayed in his same home. If he home. just wanted a paycheck, yeah. Yeah, if he just wanted a paycheck, it would have been easy money for him. He chose to stick around, and now he's just a hometown hero for it. Now they've won 13 straight at home. Yep. I could see him winning one of the Conference USA again this season. I could, yeah. I could see it. I think it would be a tough test because, like I said, it's not the same no. UAB as last year, but they, after what they – after what I saw today compared to last week, I, I still think Bill Clark has them on the right track, and they could definitely win their conference again. Yeah, definitely their division, I think. And it's um, it's just a testament to him as a coach that they have gone 2-0 and after losing that many seniors. Uh, and hopefully they continue on the right track. I'd love to see them uh, get another banner up in Legion Field. Although they will be in their new stadium, I believe, next year. That's right, yeah. They'll have a nice new stadium down in downtown Birmingham. Right there by uh, our all-time favorite restaurant, Texas Day Brazil, who I uh, adore. Yeah, <laughs> which I've yet to been able to go to. You know, I keep hearing all these great things about it. it oh, you know, we should we should go special. there. We should go record a show from there. Uh, Where in the world <laughs> we record a show? Well, getting up, they have an upstairs area. It's very. Who it's, knows how much that would cost? Just hey, can we set up our stuff up here too? And. Eat all your nice fine meats you have that you deliver to us. <laughs> nice, make make your servers walk card. all the way up just for us. 
It's an experience, son. Yes. I'll, I'll tell you what. So, yeah. Texas Day Brazil is just this restaurant. It's unlimited meat. Brazilian steakhouse. Experience in your pocket as well. Just the amount of money you have to throw out just to eat. It's, a, well. it's about a $50 uh, fee just investment. to... All you can eat. <laughs> it is quite an investment. Yeah, it's, it's $50, but it's some of the best steak, lamb, chicken. Um, yeah, how many ty- different types of meat did they have at this yeah, place? A lot. It's so, actually probably the worst investment you can make because then you just want to go and make that investment over and over <laughs> and over again, but it yields no returns. For us, though, it's probably not bad because they make no money off of us. No, I not- feel confident that I ate at least 60 ounces of meat and that you ate about 120. <laughs> <laughs> I can assure you that they did not make money off of me. And if they did, I would love to know how and how I could get in the business because they make a killing if they did. So let's go over the, the meats we can just think off at the top of our heads. Lamb. I'm going. So uh, the number one meat on the menu is their lamb. Even if you're not a big lamb fan, Go there, get their lamb. It is life changing. Incredible. Roasted right there over an open fire. We brought we got he brought us to the table. The server brought us the lamb to the table. They cut it off there for you at the table. We literally told him, give him as give us as much as you're allowed. We did he, not want to wait till he came around again because we would be empty and we just asked for it all. We got yeah. all we could when we could. Yeah. And he took it was a full rack of lamb. He got at the very top of the knife and just shoveled it all down onto our plates. The whole thing, and we gobbled it up in seconds. And it was the happiest I've ever been in my entire life. <laughs> we will definitely make a trip back there uh, here soon. So the lamb, we've got filet mignon, bacon wrapped. We've got bacon wrapped filet mignon, which got, is amazing. We've got now. How's the bacon on that? Because sometimes the incredible. bacon when they wrap it's it, incredible. it can just be don't raw and guessing. not cooked all the way. Don't second guess. So the pro- Do not second guess. So you can it's often. Incredible. Good. Then we got regular filet mignon. <laughs> but I want to talk about the bacon for a second, though. Yeah, the bacon because is pretty good. It's not now, it's hard to make it crispy on the outside when you're wrapping it. Okay, you I, understand, it I understand you're a doubt. You're a doubt. Yeah, I mean, and, it's, it's uh, tough. No, and it's a testament to them that it is so difficult to get it crispy and to not get it too crispy. To They're where it's ba- just breaking and falling apart, too. This bacon is perfect. The, it's just enough where if you take a bite off of it, you can tear it off, but mm-hmm. not enough where it breaks that's or that it's kind of, too hard. That's my kind of bacon. It's perfect every time. So we got the, the filet mignon, the regular, the bacon filet mignon. Uh, we've got the... Tenderloin. The tenderloin, which is great. Parmesan-crusted tenderloin. Oh, my. It's delicious. Um, let's see. Off the top of my head, they also have ribs, which... Uh, we're pretty good. They're they're not anything special when you have filet mignon coming at you from every sure. Yeah, it's so we got filet mignon. They got some sauces. It was pretty good. Um, they have several different meats that were all parmesan crusted, which I was a big fan of. Yeah, well, anything and parmesan crusted. Pretty much any meat that they have is parmesan crusted or bacon wrapped or. I believe they had Parmesan crusted and bacon wrapped on uh, a steak. <laughs> the New York Strip and I the... Do not believe, uh, I do not know what steak it was, but one was Parmesan crusted with the wrapped in bacon. It was heavenly. It was. All of it is heavenly. The New York Strip and the ribeye also really good. No, they, not, not to mention the, the, the salad bar. Yep, that's uh, what I was about to mention. <laughs> lobster bisque and... Before the Ooh, meal, you can get you oh a, oh a very good lobster bisque. Their salad bar is not just salad either. You can get your salad with all your sauces and dressings, but you also get uh, sushi, shrimp, cheesy scalloped potatoes, heavenly there. Oh, and um, the uh, the fried they, bananas. They bring you fried bananas to your table, and they bring you mashed potatoes, oh, mashed and potatoes. not just any mashed potatoes. Let me tell you what, son. <laughs> they rival the meat. 
and I am they do. not kidding. They no, are the true. best mashed now, potatoes. Now, what do they put in these mashed potatoes? If I knew, I would be a rich man, because huh. I would sell them on the street and make my living. Just I would have a mashed potato food truck, and that's all I would sell, and I would make plenty of money. They are heavenly. Hmm. They are They're heavenly. beautiful. They are. And uh, just to be clear, we're not being paid by Texas Day Resort. <laughs> <laughs> say any of this. We're just big fans. Although, if they wanted to pay us, so that'd yeah, be great. Shout out to although, Texas Brazil, wanna... <laughs> yeah, although all they would have to do is just offer one free meal, and I would talk just the same as I am right every now. episode. <laughs> yeah, one free out. meal, and it would cover the next season and a half of whatever this turns into. <laughs> oh, I like talking about that a lot more than talking about the Tennessee game. Yeah, <laughs> to be it's... honest. Yeah, well, this gives you some kind of hope. You can just go to Texas. If I'm a Tennessee fan. can't look forward to a Texas or a Tennessee win. Yeah, if so. I'm a Tennessee fan, I'm looking forward to basketball season. <laughs> if I'm That's Jeremy only a Pruitt. a couple months away, so. I'm looking. If I'm Jeremy Pruitt, I'm taking one of the last paychecks he probably has left, and I'm going to Texas State Brazil to at least have <laughs> some amount of happiness left I'm in his probably. life. <laughs> I mean, his wife is probably even not even talking to him once he gets home. Um, I, I'm taking that paycheck. I'm going to Texas Day Brazil, and then I'm looking for a decent, lower-quality job so that I, my career doesn't get completely wrecked by being at Tennessee. Yeah, definitely hopping like online. Like Derek Dooley. And Time to update that resume. And Maybe not. Jones and the next thing you know, he's going to be back at Bama as an analyst. and you'll barely Everybody season. always comes crawling back. Think about that, though. To, to come back as an analyst would be like taking From a pay a cut, historic, a downgrade. SEC head football coach to an analyst at a rival. And he did a mm. great job at Alabama. Mm-hmm. He was an assistant there. Is Alabama and Tennessee still a rivalry? <laughs> I mean, technically, no. but... Also, it hasn't been a rivalry for... Do fans of either team get excited for this matchup anymore? Maybe Tennessee. Uh, Well, see... Do they? After tonight, do they get excited to I play th- Alabama? Th- yeah, right. I don't think Tennessee fans get excited. I think Alabama fans get excited just so we can say it's been looks. that long since you've beat us and we can always light up a cigar afterwards. That is true. Yeah, you can guarantee I'm just getting a nice just cut and just, just light, <laughs> light it. I guess that's the, I guess that and just padding your stats is all you really care about if you're a player in that game. I, if, if I'm a player, I'm not seeing that game as a rivalry at this point. I'm just seeing it as another game. Yeah. What we got next? So we talked about West Virginia, Missouri already. We got Kentucky. Well, quick, oh, you were speaking as a as a player. All you don't see it as a rivalry. All I see it is this. Just lighten it up at the end of the game, baby. Nice little sound effect there like by Aaron. I'm, like I'm little Wayne, baby. Just <laughs> awesome. Glad you got your little Wayne reference in here. Maybe we'll get one every week. <laughs> I don't know how many more. Every we from now on, every week we're gonna you're gonna sneak it in here. You're gonna see if we catch it. I want <laughs> you to prepare. Gonna... <laughs> I want you to prepare a little Wayne lyric. All right. And sneak it in. You can't a tell us lyric? when it's happening. I. It can just be a snippet, but it's got to be like a, a lyric, and we got to be able to catch it. Okay. Okay, so that'll I'm, be a new thing. So find that lyric. That. That's yeah. a good. Yeah, I like that. That's a good game. That. Okay, great. Let's do it. Or you can mix it up with artists. Just sneak in a lyric just from an artist from a song. I'll now, make it specifically, Little Wayne. Yes, we're keeping it, Little Wayne. Okay. Uh, we gotta we gotta get our intro and our outro just like Little Wayne. The <laughs> lot. <laughs> I love it. All right, so next up we got Eastern Michigan, Kentucky. Ooh. Little Wayne is not a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> he 
can but be if, if, if he, he wants, wants to. to be, you know. Yeah. If he wants to sponsor. If he us. wants to sponsor this SEC, primarily Alabama Auburn Out football of podcast, Alabama, <laughs> he is more than welcome to. Uh, I guess. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's friends with Quentin Williams, and I played against Quentin Williams, so basically me and him are friends. You want to so tell you your know. story about Quentin Williams? Um, there's not much to tell except that I blocked him maybe a couple times, and I don't have proof of that. <laughs> and um, I don't want to show you the proof of it if I do have it because it was only a couple times because the majority of the time I was on my back. Um, he's, he's pretty good. Yeah, um, I'd yeah. say so. But it was a shock. Like, I'd played against quite a few player D1 players, and um, I did not expect him to be as good as he was. Honestly, didn't think he would see the field till his junior or senior year. And oh. yeah, didn't we have a big had, debate last yeah, because year about he put, this sitting in here? We did. He yeah. put yeah. on a lot of weight, he and was, he, was a, he was a lot stronger from Winona to his debut at Alabama, it was not the same Quentin Williams. Mm. So if you would have told me that I was able to even do what I did, the little that I did against a number one draft pick in a year or two, I would have, I would have called you crazy. So (laughs) he did. um, But yeah, his last, that year at Alabama was quite impressive. It was was. very impressive. And Alabama's defense blind missing him this year for sure. Back to Kentucky, yeah, though. Yeah, only a five-star, you know, coming in to replace him. Not a big deal, <laughs> you know. Nothing's new. What was, um, was Quinnen a five-star? I don't I know, know if Quinnen was about. a five-star. I don't, I don't believe he was. I, and I know he was committed to Auburn at first. Right. And he changed. Yep. Um, I don't know if also, it was him who got the tattoo. Who was it no, that got that the Auburn Ruben tattoo? Foster, yeah, I believe. yeah. He had the Auburn tattoo and then said, hey, you know, I'll But go that to was Alabama. because he went to Auburn High School, correct? Yep. So, excuse me, Quentin Williams here, a four-star recruit coming out of yeah. high school. So I, he was I, a solid recruit coming out. Yeah, that, honestly, I thought he was a three, so, you know, maybe I will dig up some old film and <laughs> we should, maybe we can, break, we can break it down here. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I actually didn't get a chance to block him that much, but when I did, I, I didn't feel like this is a number one draft pick, you know? Like, I don't know. That's a big statement, you know, playing with the Jets now. Yeah, because, I mean, but he also was a completely different person. Different, yeah, high school to where he is now. Yeah, his senior year to what Cochran did uh, for him over that summer was was pretty impressive because he was a different human. Built by Bama, as they (laughs) say. that's what you got, yeah. Uh, back to Kentucky, though. Wilson, 14-26, uh, 114 yards, no touchdowns to or interceptions. Here. Not much to say here at all. The uh, touchdowns dispersed between uh, Smoke, Rose, and Wilson uh, rushing, and Wagner got him one on a reception. But, yeah, other than that, not too much to say. We didn't watch this one very closely either. We had it on one of the TVs, uh, but we mostly just checked the it's score. A fest, you know, like bit of a smooth today, but... Yeah, Kentucky kind of ran away with it there in the fourth quarter. Uh, they controlled the lead the entire game, but uh, definitely in the fourth quarter put it away uh, to go 2-0 and to start the season. Hey, way to go, Kentucky. Remember only some... a year ago they were 5-0. and That's right, they've had some solid wins Along to start the season. Along with Colorado, who then learned how to Ooh, lose Colorado, seven in a row. Seven in a row, yeah. <laughs> but also Colorado uh, 
was able to pull it out in overtime against today. Uh, Nebraska today. That so they true. have started 2-0. Another good start for Colorado. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not so good a start for Scott Frost, who had uh, pretty good expectations mm-hmm. for this year. Yeah, Tough uh, win. I'm actually, I mean, in his defense, pretty high expectations for Very what they high. were a year Especially ago. Especially the quarterback, who they've said is the Heisman hopeful. Yeah, I think season. he's pretty good. But he is I good. don't think he's anywhere in the Heisman conversation no. ever, ever had a chance to be. Well, he's got time to change that if he is capable, but uh, it's going to take a lot more than what we've seen so far. Definitely struggling. Because the way they looked against South Alabama last week, the only reason. Yeah, it was not pretty. They had defensive touchdowns in that game. They did not look good on offense. Because they were winless through like. The first like six, six or seven weeks. Yeah, yeah, six or seven. Of last weeks. season. It was. <laughs> Oh, man, it was yeah, rough. So, to come off of a season like that and then to be ranked automatically with hopes of a winning season, that's pretty pretty well, high expectations. It's only week two. You know, we'll see what happens. Speaking of teams that are bad with Ooh, hopes. Oh, my favorite, <laughs> favorite game of the night. <laughs> We're here with uh, Ole Miss taking down the Arkansas Razorbacks 31-17. to yep, The only thing that looked good was Ole Miss's jerseys. They always have a nice powdered blue helmet with Maybe. a nice little red jersey. Now, me and Justin are fans of the helmet. Aaron, not so much. Well, he likes I, the helmet. He likes the powder I blue. I like their uniforms. That they had, just not the combination that they wore. But the gray pants. They yeah. the gray pants they wore tonight had that. Um, I the, don't know. The, what was the blue it was stripe. A it was their other blue, Ole Miss blue. Yeah, it was of. just a regular blue stripe. But they had this powder blue helmet. It just didn't go together. I'm kind of a, a stickler on uniforms. I, I think we all a bit are. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, uh, that just really that really irritates me. I've, like New Mexico State jerseys today, awful. Yeah, see, I didn't pay I much attention to them because I watched like two plays of the Alabama game. It was <laughs> yeah. just we had much so much. Say. There's four other TVs with good games that I was just biting my nails watching. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. hard to turn. And every and time I, you looked up, it was a touchdown. Yeah, <laughs> was, yeah. I was like, sweet. Was that a replay or is that a new one? You know. And um, but back to the uniforms. I heard y'all say something about um, Michigan State's uniforms. We need to pull those up. I wish we could. Yeah, I'll pull so them up I, right now. I saw them for maybe a split second. The worst. And I believe jerseys of the day for sure. In I the, believe in that they. Football. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's bold. That, oh, that is a bold statement. I'll if, have to look at them because, like I said, I didn't look at them long, but I believe they're... They're very Oregon-esque. I'll say that. Well, I, I mean, believe it, they released these they last make, year. Yeah, well, I'm not I, sure. I don't so, mean, what I hate about these... They more, make no sense. Even more than the neon green on top of the dark green is the giant state across that's the chest. That's also in neon green over... I mean, what, what kind of green are we I talking just, here for the that's state? A, that's darker than a hunter that's green. That's their you know? normal They're, green. Uh, yeah, the Michigan State green, and then you have this neon. A weird neon a, An Oregon neon. See, that's the that's the thing is I don't believe, I mean, I guess I could be wrong, but I don't think that's like a, a thing for Michigan State's past, whereas Ole Miss has historically had powder blue. That's, like, us for a that's while. not their school colors, but it's no. still... It's still then, a famous color. You think all yeah, this? They've worn it blue. for a yeah, long time. It's not something new that they're just trying to introduce. It's kind of almost a throwback in yeah, a way. Yeah, they work this, it into their logos even sometimes. This, though, is just, I don't understand it. It doesn't all. make any sense. This why, is, why are you trying to introduce a new color that makes no sense? Why can't you just make good looking uniforms out of your own colors? I don't, I don't get the. This it, right it's, here it's was extra. a swing. It is. It was a swing and a miss. And they tried to go very modern, very uh, flashy, and it just did not pan out. 
see when they uh, release those because I believe I saw them last year. I could okay, be wrong. Okay, so here is uh, the first unveiling. Um, which yeah. I think I think it, I thought it was this year. So yeah. this was this year. So it unveils new alternate football jersey. Twitter laughs. Twitter laughs. <laughs> That's the name of this article. <laughs> That's but, pretty uh, funny. I'll read some of the tweets here. Uh, this is old news, of course, but lime jello is now an official color <laughs> of the Michigan State football team. I could have sworn that I saw if, these. Oh, what was that one you just passed? That was the one I just read. Uh, the, the, unless they, if double mint gum were a football team. <laughs> If they could have released this like during the off season, and that might be what I'm thinking of, because I don't specifically. I think that's when they did. I don't. Specifically, it was early August. I thought they did earlier. See, than but that. I think it would be earlier than that. August six is when this was uh, written. Because I don't. Specifically, oh no! Back in April, the MSU okay, football yeah. team revealed their new alternate jerseys. Okay, yeah, that's so. a little more on my timeline. Not because I don't specifically remember them wearing it against an opponent. I just remember seeing it yeah. a long time before the season started. Yeah. I don't see these making it back next year. <laughs> yeah, I don't think yeah. they'll make it um, make it back the rest of the season. I think that's something they need to donate to somebody overseas. Yeah, definitely. Uh, maybe just I try to make the material into something else. <laughs> just dye them a different color. I mean, yeah, uh, the pants. Is, the state. That's what you call a waste of money. Yeah. They, I, they should not come tomorrow. I, don't I just know, hate yeah, I don't the know pants. That looks almost. I don't know if this is the way I'm looking at your laptop or what, but that looks like a mint green from. That's me. yeah, yes. double mint gum. That's what someone said. Yeah, it looks yeah terrible. it's it's not even neon. It is more mint green. But today, at the split second that I saw it, it did. It looked like, like neon. It's yeah. against yeah. that dark. It's this state right here against this dark green. It looks yeah. neon. That's just. And then and then their helmets are just the same color as the jersey. Yeah, with right. nothing. Just yeah. their normal just the, Michigan State helmets. Except it does have a little bit of the mint green on the logo there. Does it? Yeah. It does. Okay. Uh, so yeah, maybe at the end of the episode we'll go through the SEC teams and uh, rank the jerseys. Some jerseys, yeah, that would be a good. One. Yeah. So uh, hopping back into the Ole Miss versus Arkansas game. Sloppy game. I it mean, was just. It was a really hard game to pick. I'll tell you that with how poorly how both bad, played yeah. last week. Um, it was it was really it was really hard to choose because you have Arkansas who I believe played Portland State which I had never heard of <laughs> and, <laughs> and I believe they only beat them by, by a touchdown, touchdown. yeah seventeen yeah, ten yep. I believe and um, yeah. then you had Ole Miss playing Memphis which is uh, they're a decent team but it's it's Memphis and they against lost Ole Miss they lost yeah, and they Memphis. lost. I will give and, them credit, though. Their defense looked pretty solid against Memphis. But and they, once again uh, tonight, but I, I know it's Arkansas. So it was so. a hard game to pick because you either pick Arkansas, which barely beat somebody I've never heard of, or Ole Miss, who loses to a team that's mediocre. You wouldn't think they should lose to. Uh, yeah, like they should not lose to. So it was, it was very hard to, to pick. I think the reason I went with Ole Miss because of the home game and something else. I think it was just the fact that they saw a little bit better of a team Last week in Memphis, where as Arkansas saw Portland State. at home. <laughs> so fun fact: I'm 0 for two on Ole Miss so far in the Ooh. SEC poll. So I picked Ole Miss last week. They let me down against Memphis this week. I went with Arkansas. They I'm, let me down. I am not sure what, who I picked. Whether I was picked them or Memphis. I can pull week. it up real quick. I'm I'm kind of thinking I picked Ole Miss because I expected them to beat Memphis. You know. You would. I I actually. Picked Memphis. I didn't see Ole Miss winning that game. Really? Since they were in Memphis, and just how Ole Miss has been playing see, this few. I just don't. I just don't hold Memphis as a. But you know, well, a see, top my, tier team. You had I mean, Ole Miss last yeah, week. See, I, I, I believe I did. Huh? They've challenged UCF. They played in the championship game in their conference. You know that was the other reason that I 
I picked Ole Miss is because it was only a four point five spread. Yeah, and Memphis I, were favorites, yeah. and so I wasn't gonna, you know, choose a, a three point game on uh, Ole Miss Memphis mm. matchup. Yeah. Talk about South Carolina earlier, they let us down. Mm. Almost everyone uh, picked South Carolina last week, but your the boy, three the three that did pick North Carolina got three points off of that one. And your boy was one of them, like I mentioned earlier. I, I did guess that one correctly. Uh, I'll go over the leaderboard real quick. So I'm not going to say everybody's names because they may not want to be mentioned. But uh, Aaron is tied for second. I am down here tied for uh, what's that, fourth. Yes. Yeah, so and this I, is out of 13 people? Yeah, so out of 13 people, Aaron, uh, the leaders... The three tied for first, the two tied for first has 24 points. Aaron and uh, others has 21. I am down here with 19. Mm. So I'm going to have to take some risk. Uh, So it's a long season, but I may need to start taking some risk here soon. I was tied for first last week, and like I said, the three games that let me down was Tennessee-BYU, which was winning up to the end of regulation. Texas-LSU, which shot themselves on the foot repeatedly. And um, then I took a bit of a risk with West Virginia. I did not expect them to win, but I did not expect them to get blown Walled. out either. Right, as they did. But yeah. hey, good I, start I, for Ole Miss. I figured the, the worst. Yeah. I figured what I, realistically, if I would have lost that game, I would be down by one. <laughs> so, or or if I would have won, I would have been up by two. So it would have been yeah. a risk reward situation, and I didn't think I would be in second place right now. <laughs> So Ole Miss, uh, even though they won it, it was not impressive whatsoever. But one zero until the, the fourth quarter. One zero in conference play. Yeah. Uh, sure. Corral with two touchdowns, uh, sixteen for twenty-four, two hundred and forty-six yards. Um, and Phillips there with twenty-six carries, one hundred and forty-three yards, and two touchdowns of his own. But just a sloppy, sloppy game. And this was a game that was just such a slow burn. Uh, Ole Miss getting on the board in the first quarter, 7-0, leading 10-3 in the second, and then uh, going after halftime, coming out, scoring again. But both teams putting up 14 in the fourth. Didn't matter. Ole Miss, 31-17. And that's all I have to say about that one. I don't know if you all have anything to add. I don't have anything else. I don't think I've spoke my piece on it. (laughs) Yeah, so. I don't expect anything else from these teams the rest of the year. No, definitely not. So we're moving on to Auburn-Tulane. Oh, yeah. Let's go ahead and talk about that one. So this one was interesting. Uh, Last week. Typical, as I say, typical Vanderbilt. Typical Auburn as well. (laughs) Definitely an Auburn performance. Um, So last week, Auburn... Coming out clutch with the win over Oregon. Bo Nix showing out at the end of the game. Not end too, of the game, not the first, you know, three first half. Yeah, not too hot uh, for most of the game even, but uh, definitely coming, looked like a true freshman. Yeah, it's just understandable playing in a big game. It was understandable, and then um, I just love his leadership. The way he took control of the huddle, and especially on that last drive, you can see he's focused. I just really like the way big. he celebrated with Gus because that's something I can make fun of. Yeah. It was, it was <laughs> Boom. Uh, yeah, he's definitely been the most interesting player of the SEC this year so far. Just the new guy. Kind of didn't just, know what to expect out of yeah. him. We knew he was great in high school, but that doesn't always translate. Uh, high and school it, quite close to us. I think Pen- I watched him play a couple yep, times. Yep, Henson Valley. Yeah. Yeah. Won two straight state championships. His dad's the coach who played at Auburn back um, in the I believe 90s. the most passing yards in Alabama high school football I think history. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So quite an impressive career. Yeah, so he was definitely. probably playing since eighth grade. I don't know that for a fact, but yeah. he probably was. He probably and he was. started is I think he because he was playing somewhere else and then they went to Pinson. I forgot where oh, he was okay. playing before mm. Pinson Valley. I did not know that. I think it was like Macadory or something. Really? Or yeah, something like that. And if he would have stayed was, at Macadory, I believe they won a couple state championships without yeah. him. Yeah. Either that or I can't think of the school he was playing at. Also, I know that the announcers kind of mentioned Patrick Nix way too much oh, in that right, Oregon right, yeah. game. Oh, but, you know, you got to kind of establish the storyline for the people that aren't aware. They did it too much, obviously, at least in my opinion. But props to him for raising Bo Nix and getting him ready for this level. Because he yeah. has he's been his coach basically his whole life. Whole life, yeah. And to just get him to play to this this level, I mean, way better than it, it seems he's going to be way better than Patrick ever was. Oh uh, yeah, because Patrick wasn't starting; he was under Stan White. And then when Stan White got hurt against Alabama, he came in and he did the famous Knicks to Sanders, where they beat Alabama that year back in the early nineties. Yeah, and, uh, maybe ninety three, ninety four. I think it was ninety three. Ninety three, yeah. yeah, I think so. So, um, yeah, definitely some history there, and I'm excited to see how Bo does. The rest of the season tonight, he went 19 to 37, 207 yards, a touchdown through the year. Uh, Joey Gatewood got to Came get, in. yeah, he got a little bit more action this week than last week. Uh, still not enough, in my opinion, um, but I'd like to see more of him. Well, the thing is with Auburn, you would think you expect more of the O line from having all their returning starters back and some experience. But once again, the run game struggled in the first half with 44 yards in the first half. They came back and had like 120, 130 in the second half, but they've just been struggling. And when Auburn doesn't have a run game, they're not going to be a good team. No, with that offense, and obviously with any offense, but definitely with that offense, you've got to have they a strong line. you got to establish the run because then that opens up everything else. That opens up room for the quarterback to run because Bo Nix has good speed, and he fits this offense because you have to have a mobile quarterback because it worked with Nick Marshall. You see him moving all over the place. So, so there's some questions I have with Auburn, and it's strictly coaching, and it's – the first question is why does Malzahn resent recruiting linemen? He's this past year he he claimed you know I've been I haven't recruited many linemen, but this year it's going to be our biggest recruiting class four linemen coming up. But why now? Why why hasn't he been doing this before? I don't have the stat in front of me, but I remember hearing somewhere that he's. It feels like he recruits like a third of what Alabama and the other big schools recruit in the offensive line. Yeah, and that's where it all starts, too, is at the O-line. If you don't have a good O-line, you're not going to be able to get anything done. That's where everything starts, and it just seems like such such a, a, a simple thing. It's a simple thing to understand. Yeah. I say I love what he's done. I mean, you've got to credit this to Steele, though, with the defense, what they've been able to recruit. That defense is nasty. Uh, I'm love that Auburn finally has a good defense because when you think back to 13 when they went to the championship game their defense was horrendous just the fact they were able to make it that far it's just a statement how good the offense was but I've just been waiting for a good defense and it's finally here and then once again once we've actually finally have a good defense and you know you never know what you're going to expect from the offense and Gus Malzahn always does his best work when he's on the hot seat and he definitely yeah. is this season Always finds He's, a way to pull it out. The seat's of, always warm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He always finds a way to pull it out. 
So my second question just is just like one. in 2017, he was on the hot seat I that mean, year. Every every year, yeah. <laughs> he just has he just has a way. He does. I don't know how he does it, and he somehow it's masters Auburn. a nice five year. I mean, how much did he end up getting? Like what? Seven? Uh, it was a seven year of seven forty nine forty nine million. So he's getting seven million a year yes. to be Which, mediocre. To be yes, yeah. And I understand. I mean, mediocre. to come second and third in the SEC West. In the SEC West, not yeah, just not, yeah, we're the, not SEC. the East. I mean, if not we're, the SEC. Just yeah, this SEC is the West. West. Yeah. Granted, it's 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 quite tough. Something because you have LSU, A and M. I mean, and then Alabama. So. You know, it's hard to get through that division. So my my next question is one that you've been asking a lot, Justin, and one that you see a lot asked on Twitter. For Gus Mazan is where is the checkdowns for this young quarterback? Yeah, well, Gus has never had any checkdowns. You would think true freshman coming in, especially again, you know, starting this first game, you're playing eleven ranked team against Oregon, and all you see these nice vertical routes going down the field. Nobody's open, and Nix is just running around. Because as a true freshman, as a guy that kind of did it all in high school, he's thinking, yeah. I'm going to run around, get these first downs, be able and to run all a, over the place. And with a poor line, you have to run around. Yeah, I mean, and he's not, I mean, he's he'll get used to stepping up in the pocket more and kind of standing in the pocket. But what doesn't make any sense, you think, just give him an easy little, hey, nobody else is open downfield. Here's your running back right here. here. Here's someone, or someone just coming across the field. I just, I don't understand, because then he's running all over the place. He's, I can't tell you how many times Nix has had to throw it away. Already to start the season, I've already gotten tired of seeing him run around and just throw it out of bounds. It would be a unique stat to keep up with. I, yeah, I, I would love to see that. I'd love to. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess hurries, but yeah. I would like to know how many hurries and how many. How many times he's thrown the ball out of bounds. Not, yeah. How many times he's actually had to get rid of it. So here's one of the more interesting stats of this game. Uh, Whitlow with three fumbles tonight. Yeah, yeah, and Auburn, we're expecting a lot out of Whitlow this year. I mean, he's, he had a good game against Oregon. No ball trouble that first game, and. Tonight, he was just sloppy. Yeah, 23 carries, 96 yards. Did get himself a touchdown. Yeah. He always looks – I always love when they put him in the Wildcat. They usually have a good run coming off the Wildcat. I love that formation for him. But sloppy game, handling the ball. Another interesting stats. This defense, as good as it is, got no sacks tonight. Well, against the thing Tulane. That, against Tulane, yeah, which I is surprising. The thing that helped with that is the mobile quarterback and – and we'll, we'll talk about him. He was 10 of 33 for 103 <laughs> yards. His QBR was 16. So you got to yeah. give credit to Auburn for that. He was at least rushed enough to get – he's getting the ball up, but he's not completing anything. Yeah, I don't it think was it's dead. enough to justify, but this is this is one of those games tonight that we had on one of five TVs, and I didn't – I looked up there every once in a while because I thought, surely Auburn be, be able to handle plenty. this. Yeah. But it seemed like every time I looked up there, there was a wide-open two-lane receiver just dropping was, right out of his breath. And not basket. even that, the quarterback, he yeah, couldn't hit those, anything. He couldn't throw a ball in the ocean. Yeah, one of those was life. not even the quarterback. Like, it was that – I yeah, the was best the throw play. of the night was a wide receiver, wide receiver yeah. and then the other wide receiver so, dropped it in the I'm, end zone. I did not watch it as intently, intently as y'all did, but uh, I'll, I'll I'll say that the wide receiver didn't look too hot. Yeah, but, I mean, it would have been a much closer game. You did have a lot of talk about Tulane and their offense, and I mean they had like 250 rushing yards last week, and Auburn shut them down in the rushing game, so. And sometimes sacks just don't happen. If you can get no, your, no, if you especially can keep, for a quarterback like this who's able to move around a lot. Yeah, if you're able to get him sometimes in a frenzy, sometimes better to can just contain and focus on just containing yeah, just, and letting him get the ball. And he knows sure. that Depending on the, the I don't think that's necessarily that was necessarily the game plan for Tulane, no. but 
That is sometimes the case. And with this uh, this defense, they will have plenty of chances to make a lot of sacks in the future. So yeah. uh, nothing to worry about there. But just still interesting. Uh, Auburn does pull this game out 24-6. to They definitely play up and down to who they are and who they are playing. And yeah. it, it seems like they can never just come out firing. No, that's no, true. You had the same thing last year, too. Or finish. Like, if they do come out firing, it's they can't finish. Because, I, yeah, against, I'm recall two years ago when they had a chance to beat LSU and Baton Rouge, and they were up, what, by two mm-hmm. touchdowns in that game. They couldn't finish. Even last year against LSU, they were up by two touchdowns. Yeah. Couldn't finish the game. Could not finish. And I think that is the worst quality of Ooh. Gus Malzahn's coaching is how yeah. inconsistent he is. When you have a consistent good coach, that's great. When you have a consistent bad coach, the cancer is identified. You can cut it out. But when you have an inconsistent coach like Malzahn that is able to save his butt when he needs to but maybe not uh, perform when he's expected to, it just ends in these weird contracts that may, should we keep Make extending no them or should yeah. we fire him? And you know, uh, Are we okay with eight to ten win seasons for the rest of us? That's the thing. You're stuck in this where you're not you're not. You're slightly be. above mediocre. You're right in the middle. Yeah. You're yep. not great you're above every season. Average. You're not terrible every season. You're just right there in the middle. You're above average like, and you don't want to end up like that's Tennessee. That's a dangerous yeah, position to <laughs> yeah. be. And it's where would you guys rank Gus Malzahn in the history of Auburn coaches? Because Oof. he's got to be one or two. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I, I one or two? It, he's yeah. got to be. I, you got to throw Tuberville out there. Oh, you got him, you got Die. Yeah, die, that's, yeah. That's why I said one or two is not even. Those are yeah. the first two that came to my mind. Um, and I'm not real well-versed in Auburn head football coaches, and then those are two are the first two that came to my mind. Yeah, but course, I think – I don't Of course, uh, Jordan, too, you know, and what he did with Auburn. Sure, yeah. Winning the national championship in, what, the 50s? Yeah. 60s, so. I, and what impresses me is how Gus somehow sweet-talked his way to being as loved no, as he was yeah. by, by the people who mattered. And, and um, what's interesting about that? It is impressive that he came from a high school to, you know, but that's winning a national been, championship. That's always like, been a critic of him, though. Is he just runs a high school offense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's gate. still impressive yeah. that he came from that level is what yeah. I'm saying. The swinging gate is a testament to high school football. <laughs> yeah. The swinging college, gate. College teams yeah. should not run the swinging gate, no. in my opinion. There's no reason for it. Unless you have something that you just... Unless you have great Unless athletes. it works. Yeah. <laughs> unless... It's like a two-point conversion when it's just it's got to work. I think use the swinging gate when you don't match up well against your opponent. Yeah, yeah it's just got to work. That's all. That's, That's the only thing. time you should. You can't keep... run out there as a, you know, an SEC West opponent, like and run the swing at gate and it not work. Yeah, yeah I mean, just look like an. Idiot. Really, the only thing you can say about Malzahn is just when he was OC in ten when they won the national championship, you had Cam Newton. I mean, and he could have had any coach, and Cam would have made him look good. That yeah, year. absolutely, yeah, for sure. And me and you have watched a lot of bad high school football over the last year, year and a half. We have. Two years. And honestly, I can't name a single time we saw the swinging gate in the last two years against some watching some bad high school football. Yeah. Well, see, and that's another problem, too, is you see a lot of these coaches adapt and they can bring in any kind of quarterback. Auburn's got to have a specific type of quarterback to run that offense. Mm-hmm. You can't sure. have a guy like Stidham, who had a great year in 17, but then comes back in 18 and just doesn't work because you had on Johnson. Mm-hmm. 
who was able, I mean, he had 1,400 yards back in 17, and they killed him. And the line this year was the line last year, and they were inexperienced. Yeah. So a worse And they did not have a 1,000-yard rusher for the first time Uh, in a long time. So Backpedaling a little bit to Gus convincing the people that matter to to give him some money. He must have. He has terrible personal skills. I feel like he's known for that. He's not. He's he's kind of a yeah. He's kind of an awkward kind of guy. He's he's very awkward. He's not very personal. You just watch some of his interviews. It's just it's hard to talk to him. It it seems I've never talked to him. Yeah, obviously. But it just seems like this isn't a guy that you just want to sit down and have a beer with. This is just. The guy you see at your in the cubicle next it's, to you. It's, you just don't think of him as a coach. He's just it's the nerd of, that you expect to win football games. That's why you're paying him. I don't I, like. I don't see there's any reason you give him that money other than to perform. Yeah. It's not. Uh, it's not a relationship. It's not liking. So I don't know how he pulled it off. I, as as there an must Auburn, be more to him than we can or see. That's just the confusing thing about Auburn too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, as an Auburn fan, Justin, what is the view on Gus Malzahn? Do you think as the Auburn fan base in general. Uh, well, he's been. A lot of people want him out for a long time now. Yeah. I mean, I've wanted him out. I love. I mean, seventeen was great, but it's always. That's just the Auburn way that you see him win these big games, and then when it matters most, okay, we beat Georgia, and Alabama, and then we go to the championship game. You're thinking, okay, you know, we handled Georgia pretty well. That's. I mean, but he killed Carry On. He's just using one running back. That's what you see about Auburn is there's just one running back he's going to use the whole season. Carrion gets hurt against Alabama. It's not the same the rest of the season. And then once you don't have Carrion in a run game, that's why they got killed by Georgia. So, uh, I don't know. It's always just you never know what you're going to expect from him. And then the play calls he <laughs> uh, some of the play calls he has in his thought process just against Oregon. When they took back a fumble all the way to the two-yard line, he says, I want to do the little shovel pass right up on the two-yard line. We're not just going to power our way up. Get Bring in Joey Gatewood, 240, 250-pound <laughs> quarterback. Just running right up the middle. Well, a little shovel pass, you lose five yards. It's just stuff like that. And then not going for two after they take the lead. It's 26-21. Hey, maybe we should go for two just in case Oregon scores. No, we're just going to kick the field goal. <laughs> it's just things like that. Like you said, inconsistency. and You never know what you're going to expect from Nazan. But well, I wouldn't mind if he was gone. You know, he's had his moments, and he's had his not-so-good moments, too. Well, speaking of something you never know what you're going to get, we did not know what we were going to get in this LSU-Texas game. Uh, Aaron, in particular. We had a Texas fan over here for tonight. <laughs> Te- Aaron, who picked it was Texas. all about the point. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and I was, I was pretty surprised at the outcome. I really so was. this was definitely the biggest game of the night. Yeah. I think we were just surprised about how high-scoring it was. I was, yeah, for sure, against these two defenses. I don't know what the over See, I was. wasn't just because of the two quarterbacks, and um, I was I was shocked the way it was, the way the uh, scores happened. Like, how many were rushing? How many rushing touchdowns were there? Oh, uh, let's see. So there was. Uh, I don't believe one that. rushing touchdown for Texas. Yeah, exactly. That came by Sam Ellinger, the quarterback, mm-hmm. and uh, one also for LSU. Yeah, and the rest were all passing. That's what surprised me. It wasn't necessarily the scoring; it was how it was done against. I believe, I believe I saw where Texas only had three uh, uh, starting DBs return, and their and, secondary is weak. It and they awful had, tonight. I think they had three true freshmen yeah. at linebacker. 
which is either that or running back. I don't which, know if they have. Yes, which is ridiculous. Yeah. So like, no I, DBs turning out too well this game in the the game of the DBU. The DBUs. DBU. Yeah, Texas was claiming that's, to be DBU. That's why well. I was so surprised by how many passing touchdowns there were. Yeah, and there I was really a thought lot. there would be more it's on the ground. It's the new and improved LSU offense. So eight total, four apiece. For these teams, yeah, which is and the very over, surprising. And over-under was 57, and there's total 83 points in this game. Yeah. A total of five touchdowns on each. It just happened to be a, a field goal that set them apart. Or was it two? And there would have been I think oh, it was one. some terrible coaching. Yeah. So the if there the would have been – so I picked this game because um, I kind of wanted to see LSU fall or – I mean, who doesn't? And I kind of wanted to get I'm Texas – Hype because there's enough hype in the SEC West when there's LSU and Texas A&M and if Auburn continues and Alabama, but there's not that much when you see Jalen Hurts in Oklahoma and no. their defense has improved. And I do want Texas to be back, so hey, I wanted back. to. Well, um, I wanted I wanted <laughs> Texas to come out and and play, and it was a home game for them, yeah. prime time, and still second, weren't, they weren't favorites. And still. I saw the you know. All the stats like DDU and everything, and I I was obviously wrong, but I thought Sam Allinger not being a great quarterback, but I thought he had a little edge over Joe Burrow. I thought he was a little um, overhyped, but, but wow. he performed tonight. So this I can't this say was, much tonight. This was definitely Joe Burrow's best performance. This is the yet. new and improved yeah, Burrow so, right here. It is. He has stepped up his game, uh, and I think he showed that tonight. Sure. I mean, when's the last time an LSU quarterback threw for 470? When's the last time an LSU quarterback threw the ball? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, 471 yards, you never think LSU quarterback. You think, oh, man, that's somebody. And not just that, LSU. but he went 31 for 39 with yeah. four touchdowns. He did have an interception, but I think that's excusable. That was tipped, too, I think, on that play. Mm-hmm. I believe it was. So, you know, you take one interception if you get four touchdowns, 31-39. Yeah. That kind of consistency mm-hmm. in the and, night. I mean, you got to give it to Ellinger, too. He had... Four TDs, no turnovers, and he threw for 400 yards. Yeah, yeah and 31 played, for 47. I mean, both saying. these he played quarterbacks. a great game, and yeah. I picked them because it was that. It, I liked the matchup, and um, t- I thought Texas had turned over a new leaf as well. You know, they came off a big win against Georgia, and it wasn't like Georgia was. Oh man, it was one of those games where Georgia. See, I didn't. I don't think that because of one reason. They talked so much crap. At the end of the year, they That's were Georgia. Though it wasn't, it wasn't like an Alabama situation where they wouldn't make it and they went to a bowl game and they was like, you know, who cares? Yeah, it's what is, what is it? the game means nothing. It was more like, well, we're gonna prove to you why we should have been in the playoffs, and, they and sure then didn't they show it, and they didn't show it. That's why. That's the only reason. Otherwise, I would be, I would agree with you, but yeah. they literally had, in every single one of the interviews, they said we're just we're not gonna. Talk about it. We're going to show you. They did. Yeah. And they said that. And then Texas came out there and showed them sure what did. was up. And yeah, I mean, so Longhorn. coming off that win with Sam Elliger, and I just liked the matchup. It was at home. And then they get the ball, and they start off aggressive immediately. I believe the first play was a screen, just trying to get a big play, get the momentum going. And they moved the ball uh, pretty well the first drive, but I think they ended up punting it. And that's when my doubt started to set in. I was like, "Oh man, I want I, they." I felt like they needed to start off good, and then they punted it, and I wasn't feeling too hot. 
and then I believe they went three and out. They got LSU at a three and out, or maybe even maybe they get one first down on the first drive, and then they got the ball back, and then they went right back down the field, and that's when that's when they (laughs) that's when it was third and goal, and they had it set up perfectly, or no, it was fourth and goal. And they decided oh, to go man. for it, and great I like great play call. I liked the call, I really did. It was just and uh, at home, starting off, you got plenty of time to recover. You're gonna pin them at the one if you don't you might get as well it. Go for it. Yeah, go for it. You, like, and then he drops it. I like, mean, this it was, was like wide open. One of those it was little, the easiest catch. Like I don't know. Like you thought to a little toddler. And this is this was right a toss. It was the softest pass you've ever and seen. And he just drops. It just bats. No it right one around down. him. Not even. Touching him, the, it okay, should have been so, the easiest, the easiest reception of his life. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, they doesn't get it. Zero zero, and then that's when Joe the next time throws a pick, and they get it within their own. They get it within the red zone. Right there once again. Yeah, right, right there. Right eight, eight, five, After five that, that you don't go for it again. You got to take. You got to <laughs> capitalize. You got in get a the game points. like this. You have to get points. Yeah, that's what matters. And they went for it again and did not get it. And that's when they I had felt, a touchdown. It got called back. Yeah, they, that's right. They yeah. did score, and uh, and they they reviewed it. His knee was down, and that I still I just I don't get the play call there. Like I liked the first time. I I, I get that. The second time you got to take it, you got to take points in that situation, and um, it was just it was bad after that. But they still they, they to still. Keep it close. They still kept it close for a while. Like, if they, at one point, they still would have been late in the fourth quarter, they still would have been tied if they would have made yeah. just they one field goal. That touch- or if or they, they would have scored a touchdown, touchdown right they would have been up. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I still liked the pick. I, I was, I, I don't know. Um, it, was, it was rough to see it happen but the way that it did. It was, I would have rather been a blowout so my heart wouldn't have exploded. <laughs> um, it, was, it was just rough to see them have every chance and continuing I mean, to shoot themselves the too, in the foot. When Burrow had his last passing touchdown. I mean, yeah, it was on, it was on it was third, third and down. 17. They brought the they, they brought, brought it. it. Yeah, which was, I, I mean, I still like that call. They got put him in man right because uh, yeah. they put him in man, which is what Texas is usually. And you got to be with bringing all linebackers in that. You yeah, I, yeah, they put it in man and sent the house, and I liked it, and it seemed like they were getting to him. I and was, somehow he got out. I was there. up and. He just stepped forward and they went past him. Right and, there. Yep, it was that was that was what I thought the game. And uh, then I saw Joe Burrow do a little wave, and uh, I'm not <laughs> Joe Burrow's biggest fan, as he's, you might have been able to tell. He's a little cocky. And um, uh, yeah, I really wanted to come back at that point, and so they scored that last touchdown, and I was so happy when they hit that onside kick. Oh, and that was. I thought it. I thought it was that that onside kick was absolutely heartbreaking for Texas fans. Perfect onside kick by the kicker. Though. Perfect yeah, onside was, kick and almost a perfect recovery of it. It just couldn't hold on. Couldn't hold on, and he had to die for it. So it's understandable ball, that he, yeah, he never had possession of it, but it was so close. Yeah. And it was just hard to watch him not getting that. But yeah, uh, LSU walks away uh, with the great win, the best win so far of the season for any team, forty-five to thirty-eight. Number six knocks off the number nine team. Where do you think both these teams go in the rankings from here? Oh yeah, we were talking about this. Uh, LSU probably be bumped up to five. Ohio State would go to six. 
And then Texas will probably bump back to 11 because you had A&M losing at 12, too. Yeah, that's all. That's about what I was thinking. I've also agreed Ohio State maybe – Aaron has a little bit of an argument that, you know, Ohio State hasn't lost. Why would they go down? And that's a very valid argument. Just I need to look at this. Teams, yeah. where, where's the – can you pull up the rankings? Or yeah. The, the uh, standings? Yeah. Let me pull those up real quick. But I just feel like that's such a, pr- a proven win. I don't know how you don't put them in the top five. Yeah. Okay, so let me no. see if I can explain this. My argument is I wouldn't have the setup that it is right now. So if I started moving everybody to what I thought the best teams was, uh, you know, I'd start moving multiple people. But since they're not doing that, they're not just saying this is who we think is the best team then I don't see a point in moving teams that haven't lost, that haven't got a chance to prove themselves. That's just – that's where I see because it's only week two. Right. It's because, I mean, obviously that might sound – obviously it's going to sound biased, but if I was going to say the best team, then I would have Alabama number one, you sure. know. And then you – know, but there's – but I, you can't justify that right now. Yeah. So I, I'm not going to do it because I would sound like an idiot and I would get booed from every <laughs> person – other than an Alabama fan. So right. that's my reasoning, if that makes sense. See, here's the thing. I mean, I don't understand why they just don't do this. What's the point of even coming out with any rankings until the playoffs? That's my... Until you do the first playoff ranking. Well, just, I think it's fun. Yeah, it, it is, is fun. fun. To it's see, fun you know, before. The AP thinks and the coaches poll. And it's fun to have expectations and to see who can meet those well, and who fun doesn't. fun for some teams. When Auburn see, has good expectations, you can go ahead and expect a terrible season. See, because in my opinion, like if I was going to go start moving people around, this would never happen. But in my opinion, I would Michigan out of the top ten. Yeah, I would take Michigan out of the top ten. I would take Notre Dame out of the top ten. Like they both, both of their losses or both of their wins were worse than Texas loss. In my opinion, no, that's definitely Michigan's win. But they're but they're not going to do that. They're going to keep them in the top ten because they didn't lose, and And that's the only reason. And you can't drop them. I do think that Michigan drops though. I, Whether I, they it's a might place drop. or two, they'll stay in the top ten. They, maybe they move Notre Dame above Michigan, but maybe. But like, that's the point. Is there's not enough. I, I just they're not going to move that many people around Nobody just really, because they didn't lose. Yeah, I mean the only and I think that's bullcrap. Like just yeah. because you didn't lose doesn't mean I can't tell what kind of football team you're going to yeah. be. Sure. It's just like I don't think Auburn should be in the top ten right now. I mean, I they haven't they, lost. I wish, and they they've already the beat, 10. and they've already beat a, an eleven ranked. ranked. And they, I don't think they're a top ten football team. They I could jumped, be wrong, but I don't think they are. So I wouldn't have them. They there. jumped six spots after the win over yeah. Oregon. I'll be interested to see how they how they do in the rankings after a not so spectacular just stay the win. Same. Yeah, I would imagine stay the same. Um, I don't really see anybody that would jump them. Maybe Florida. I wouldn't just so because Florida, just because they played UT Martin. And yeah, and their win over Miami was not impressive whatsoever, especially now that no. Miami has lost again. That's it's why just, that's why Florida dropped in the rankings. There's just not that many. There's not enough proof. Like it's two weeks in the season. Yeah, like Wisconsin's at 17, and they haven't played anybody to really say that they're any yeah. better than that. Now they, but played. I think they are. So I would put them. Yeah. Pretty far up. I don't know if they'd be in my top ten, but they would be up there. Yeah, these are just opinions. And you know, right? yeah, they're basically opinions, and that's like Texas A and M. I would have to really study this, but I don't know that I would move them up or down, even though they got beat pretty handily by Clemson. Yeah, I'm not but that's Clemson is number one in the nation, and yeah. I don't think I think 
That's it the best more, loss you can have. And it was only it was, it was a, on by the two, road by two. Yeah, it was only yeah. two touchdowns. Twenty four to ten. And uh, it was on the road in their house, and um, I don't know. I don't think it's that. I mean, Clemson beat them pretty handedly. Like yeah. it wasn't Ain't an never actual had a chance. Yeah, yeah and it, they had a lot of stuff brewing from last year. Like they weren't going to let them in the no. game again. But I don't think it justifies Texas A&M moving down or necessarily up. Well, I mean, you're not. I don't think I would put Utah. Above yeah, that's they what I'm saying. Like, Washington hasn't played anybody. Penn State like I, barely was struggling. But they're yeah, going to move. I, but they're going to move just because it was lost. Yeah. I don't so know. that's what I'm saying. They may move down one. I, I would say they they'd probably go down to I like highly doubt they stay with them. or fourteen. Yeah. I if they do move, wouldn't be surprised if they stayed where they were. I say they probably drop one or two. So that's my arguments on the rankings. I can do it how I know they're going to do it, or I can sure. know how. I think it should be done. That's why yeah. I would just do a coaches poll instead of this AP poll. Just have the coaches come out with some rankings, what they think. Because I like Auburn at 13th in the coaches poll. That part that makes more sense. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> they just, got UCF above Oregon. What do you think about that with Oregon's one loss to Auburn? Huh. I don't know. <laughs> and UCF has played absolutely nobody to start the season yeah. as well. Yeah, if you put those two teams against each other, I don't know what the outcome is. I have, honest to God, no idea. I don't even know what UCF team – is like this year. I mean, yeah, we have. You can never judge that team by the teams they play. It's because you don't know them. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's a, Yeah, it's because they're. But of course, I can't say anything either because UCF is Auburn's daddy, just the way they beat. Them a couple <laughs> years ago, so. They are yeah. the reason that they uh, consider themselves national champions. Yes, yeah, so so I hope you you're proud of yourself. You can thank Auburn for that. Yes, yeah, I uh, hope you're proud of yourself. Who another thing to add to uh, Gus Malzahn's hot seat? Plenty <laughs> things always, always there. So, uh, y'all want to jump right into ranking the uniforms? Oh yeah, let's sure. Do that. I'll pull them all How up for us. How long are we at on this? Uh, let's see. Well, uh, let's just put this in perspective. It was at the start of the second half of the Stanford game, and he said, "Surely to God, we'll be at the. End. We won't be recording at the end of this. <laughs> the, There's a minute and thirty left. What's the score oh goodness." I don't know. So we're at an hour 38. Oh, uh, let's, man. Let's try to round it out before two hours. Or we could just split this into two episodes and go into talking about uniforms on the next one. Yeah, that's true. We could. Uh, we could leave uniforms for next one. Uh, I, don't, I don't mind that either way. But um, whatever y'all want to do. What do you think? If we've got to an hour and 38, what's the difference between an hour and 50? Yeah, we might as well do the uniforms. Yep. Yeah, if you're listening at this point, you're probably not going to tune out for the next... 12, 20 minutes, whatever. You so. might. You might have already um, tuned out at 30 minutes. Holy crap. <laughs> it is 45 to 20. Wow. They kicked their butt. Okay, so you, we haven't looked up at the score in a while, but USC handedly. Uh, so Clay Helton. Yeah, that's. He has yeah. saved his job. And they're about to score again. Oh, oh my wow. goodness. Backup quarterback. Oh, they're down USC. to the four. So uh, 45 20 There's USC. A flag. But, yeah, that is... Who? 39 surpri- seconds this is, left. That's this pretty, is surprising. Yeah, that is pretty surprising. Yeah, last, Usually an undra- unranked um, uh, uh, USC team the last couple of years has just been mediocre. They win some, they shouldn't. They, they lose some. Year. Lose yes, a lot they, they shouldn't. And then Stanford, it, I, it seems like they you always know, have that low 20 ranked yeah. team. They always have a chance to... Always have potential, and they just always mess up with somebody. I, I guess I'm kind of not surprised either because... They barely got by Northwestern last week, so I think yeah. people aren't really Northwestern sold on always has a little fight in them, though. Yeah, but Northwestern's never a team you think, oh, yeah, they're pretty good. No, I Even though they think made they're pretty good. The- I just think they're always the ones that are 
Okay, so they're always going to fight because they made it to the Big Ten championship last year. Yeah, so realness, they were pretty good. Yeah, but well, Big Ten is just them. that bad. Yeah. How about that? Realness, back in on topic to save some time so that we don't have to go through every one of these teams and rank them. Just a day ago, FanBuzz uh, ranked them for us. So how about we just go through these and we just see if we agree or disagree. So uh, these are all 14 home uniforms from first to worst. Should we start with worst or should we just... Yes, let's go backwards. So I'm going to scroll... Oh, maybe it already goes backwards. Oh, it already starts... Well, no spoilers for what number... Okay, so... Yeah, I agree with that one. Number 14, we're going to start out with the Arkansas Razorbacks. Mm, Disagree. I'm thinking... Well, see... when I was thinking the worst, I was thinking Vanderbilt. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Just, no, I, I like the. I like. It's just. I don't think it's really something you can mess up. I no, like. But I just. I just never really like. I love that anchor on the back of the helmet too. I, I just really know. like that. Um, yeah, probably. Arkansas is probably about right. Maybe I mean, it's just kind of probably I between mean, them and Mississippi State. There's I nothing. Mean, I just well. I I'm mean, probably, maybe I'd put South Carolina at the bottom. Maybe Tennessee. Yeah. Okay, yeah, Tennessee's at the very Thank bottom. Thank you. Okay. Now, is that your bias, just you being Alabama? No, that's because it's, that's, it's, it yes, is ugly. that's 100%. We're talking about colors, schemes, yeah. and uniforms. All of these are basic. None of them are real fa- flashy. I mean, Arkansas They're all pretty base, basic. Yeah, it's yeah. basic as it gets. I'm not disagreeing. It's one of the last ones because it has nothing going for it. But if I'm going to, it comes down to plain home uniforms, yeah. I'm picking that red over that orange. I can yeah. tell you that. Yeah, that orange is just atrocious. It's a bad look. Have they had a decent looking alternate uniform. Yeah, they look good in all white with as little orange and as possible. They had those all gray. Those weren't too bad. That's what we gray. need to do is have a bigger segment going through every single uniform. All the uniforms they yeah. have. All the next combinations week. or something. Yeah. But just plain home uniforms. I'm going with that gaudy orange. How about how about yeah. this week we go home, next week away, and then we go alternates yeah. for uh, week three. So uh, yeah, I'm probably gonna say Tennessee. I know it's classic. I know you can't change it if you want to keep the tradition. Yeah, you think of that, that color. Doesn't you think mean of, it's getting any but prettier. Screw tradition. Change your colors. It doesn't mean You're it's not getting, changing those colors. <laughs> it doesn't mean it gets any prettier. No, it no. doesn't. And I think any sensible Tennessee fan will admit that. <laughs> Is Probably, that fair? Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. So let's go to number thirteen. We got Mississippi State Bulldogs. Uh, very similar to Arkansas. Not yes. much going on. Yeah, you got a little simple. Get your your dark red. You got your white, and that's the hmm. white face mask, just like Arkansas's. Right now. Go ahead and scroll down and let's pin them against each other, because I already see that the next one is South Carolina. Makes sense. And I don't. It's just now that color, I've always thought that's a, now they're black uniforms. That's not yeah. bad, but that kind of yeah. I don't like the the shoulder stripes here. Yeah, you got also, you have a red stripe on a red jersey. I just think it's dumb. Yeah. Okay, I did not notice that until you said that. So that is dumb, and it takes off points. But if you scroll back up to the. I don't like this going around the. Uh, yeah, the um, the stripes on the the arm there. I would prefer the stripes on the South Carolina than the Mississippi State. So I yeah. guess I kind of agree with that. Yeah, I agree with the. I like the South Carolina slightly better than the Mississippi yeah. State. Yeah, I don't. I don't like the font on the the South Carolina numbers either. I don't. Uh, I like. I don't mind Mississippi State's is basic, and those so really, is those stripes. The stripes around the arm, that really gets me on the Mississippi State. So number 11, we've got the Tennessee Volunteers. Uh, Yeah, nothing much else to say here. We talked about that one pretty much in depth. (laughs) Uh, Number 10, Missouri. 
Now, their uniforms today, I thought, looked pretty solid with the white helmet and the okay. black uniforms. I thought yep. they looked quite hideous. Really? I think it would look great white on white. I do not like the white with the black I, with I the white. They, they weren't too bad. They look like an Oreo to me. It just <laughs> an Oreo that someone pissed on with a slight little bit of yellow. It just didn't look good to me. Yeah. Now these uniforms pictured right here, I love. I Those love good, the. Yeah. I the love the Mizzou. I love the font on all of it. I like the black on black, and I like the gold or yellow or whatever the hell. It yeah, is. I don't. I would put this above Vandy for sure, which is next on the list. I would. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I don't. You know, and this is just one guy's opinion, so you know it's not necessarily We're right three. or wrong. No, I'm talking about the guy that made this article. Uh, uh, yeah, our opinions are almost always wrong. I'm sure. So, yeah. Um, yeah, they're fine. I like I like Mizzou's uniforms. It's hard to mess up all black uniforms. Those yeah. always look good. Yeah, yeah. I think they look pretty good. I really like the font and everything. But we got all now black. That I'm looking with... at those. Those are see? pretty good, though. But, yeah. See, I don't. You got the chain across the the middle of the helmet. Yeah, with the anchor on the back. I really, I don't know. It's hard to. Now, what I don't love here is this V around the neck. See, I yeah. do like that. And see, I don't like. Oh, really? I don't like the number. The font. Yeah, the font. See, the that number. doesn't. That seems pretty plain to me. That doesn't seem like anything. I like that. Okay. I do. There, it's actually pretty close between those two. I don't know which one I would pick. Yeah. Up next, we got uh, Texas A and M. I like that. I. I I've always liked the stripe. Yeah, the stripes across the shoulder pads. I've always been a fan of that. For yeah, I'm not a fan of the gray stripes on the numbers. Yeah, I think it's a little too much. But I, I think it matches with the gray face mask that they have and the little yeah. subtle grays that they have. I like them better than most. I do not like them better than the last two black jerseys. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I like the black. I like black, but I, I really Vandy's got a lot more going for it and. Where these are a little more traditional, Mizzou's a little more, got the new font and everything. I really Which like that. that. I, they've always got solid helmets, I yeah. think. So I would have to put them right after uh, the last two. So this one's a little higher than uh, you probably expect. Yeah. Uh, seven, number seven, Kentucky Wildcats. I get it because it's one of the most unique in checkered, the SEC right yeah, now. checkered on the shoulder pads. You've got the all blue helmet shirt. I mean, helmet jersey pants, and then you got the checkered uh, white checkers on the the sleeves there, and the white stripe down the middle. I get it why people would be attracted to this because it is different for the SEC. I don't think different means it's better. Yeah, yeah. These are all the way back behind Texas A&M for me. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. They're above the last few regular plain red ones because they do have a little more detail in them. But I like the the stripe for Texas A&M is just as iconic as that to me. Yeah. And um, once again, I like the black. I'd put it better. at like ten. Ten. I think that they will rank higher for me on their away jerseys. Yeah. Because I like that. I like that helmet. I like the, I like the colors. It's just too much. In my opinion, for those, yes. Number six, we got the Ole Miss Rebels. Now, depending on what jerseys we're talking about, if we're talking, I'm just going off the ones. The ones I'm here just makes sense. Yeah, so this I'll... is just the standard home. So you got your standard helmet, uh, the dark blue, the dark blue jerseys, dark blue plant pants. Um, kind of. This go pretty far down for me. I don't love this at all. <laughs> I, don't I don't like the stripes. It's like hard to ever go wrong when your colors are red, white, and blue. Yeah, those are always great, yeah. But yeah, like, I don't these... think they necessarily went wrong. It's just they didn't go right. Like, yeah, not, it's just there. They're not flashy. They're just, I no. mean, they're just. And like this They article... got more than Arkansas. They got more than Mississippi State. They got more than Tennessee. 
I don't know if they would rank above. I don't know if they would rank above Kentucky for me. I would. I would only just because if we're talking about all jerseys. Mm. Out of Those all powder jerseys, blue. powder blue, yes, but the ones featured right here. No. Yeah, it make yeah. I'll put it below. Yeah. Some yes. just the regular blue. Just your traditional jerseys. Yeah, it's it's. I don't know. Like this article points out, they are the only SEC team with three colors on their helmets. Didn't realize that. Cool. Means nothing to me. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Number five is Alabama. I, I'm so biased on this. Well, that's okay. Justin's biased. So what's you, what's your bias? So they're, how would you? Where would you rank Alabama? They're about where they would be. Yeah. Okay. They're You'd above keep them about five. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, don't know if they're like... above. If we're just talking about pure. Oh man, I'm gonna hate myself for saying this, but um, uh, I kind of like Vandy's more with the than Alabama. Really? I'm not talking like. I don't know. Like, just if we're talking about new school uniforms, like, because that one looks, well. That's from. When is know, that from? That's Sugar Bowl. Alabama's. I just is... like the details more. Like, if we're just talking about overall uniforms. But, if I just had to, I don't know. Pretty close. Uh, some, about see, on some of their jerseys, they've had, like, a nice, like, white or gray outline on the collar right there. That looks yeah, pretty some solid. Of them have. I like the ones with the hounds, too. They're, like, just subtle, like, where it doesn't change the classic, but it, mm. but it's just subtle details. I yeah. like the details, mm-hmm. yeah. if we're getting into that. Though, then they would probably be, like, my favorite. Alabama's is my favorite just because I love the color. Uh Obviously, there's nothing special going on with the jerseys. Yeah. I mean, you've got the two side, two numbers on the side of the helmet, which no other FBS team does. But yeah, that's, pretty, that, that's crim- a classic look. That's yeah. why, yeah, stuff like that's what brings it up on my list. That crimson. Because there's really not a lot going on. It's That crimson is basically the opposite of Tennessee's orange, where <laughs> yeah. Tennessee's orange puts it at the bottom. Alabama's, to me, puts it at the top. Uh, and then right behind them, I'd probably put LSU. I yeah, just the really only thing like that are really jerseys. above that for me is the black jerseys, just because I love the black and I love the details in Fandies, and I like the new, just as much as I like the old for Alabama, like the classic font and everything's the same. I like the new stuff for Mizzou that they yeah. do. And so those those two black jerseys are right up there with. with I'm the, interested to see where you rank these, Justin. As Alabama. Well. Yeah. I think it's fine where it's at right now. About number five. But I mean, I'm like you said, there's not anything crazy going on here. You just have the right. red over the white with the red stripes going down the pants. But yeah, I think it's always cool that they've just had just the numbers on the helmet because most of these other college teams they have just that the mascot symbol you think of for that team. So that's always cool to think of. It's better than seeing some elephants on the side of the helmet. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Or the A. I just wouldn't like to see the A yeah, on the side. Yeah, that wouldn't. Would y'all be interested in seeing a return of the white helmets? Yes. As long as they keep it classic. Yeah. Like, if it's just It's just same, white, red numbers. Yeah. But red I, say, would but you I, do that? I wouldn't do that on the white on red jerseys. No, I would do no, it all white. You'd have to do it on yeah, your white. I would do it all white. Yeah. Yeah. I think yes. we're going to get those in the next five years. We're going to get those Let's back. Let's see, Alabama's just Alabama, and then, you, well, I mean, most college teams in the SEC, you just think they don't really change their jerseys that often. Right. Auburn, Alabama, LSU. There's just not much change. Florida? No, there's not. So I think, after thinking about it, I think it would have to be Vandy just because of the detail. And I still like the black. And then Alabama and then Mizzou because I do like the old classic more than I do like the new stuff. Okay. But that's about where it ranks. Yeah, for sure. All right. 
All right, so number four, we got the Georgia Bulldogs. <sighs> These go down a lot for me. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I don't like it's that like red it's like the gaudy ugly. red, yeah. and I don't like the font. I don't like it. Looks like a third grader. To, you know. I'm also just never like the silver pants. Either. Yeah, I never yeah. like the silver pants and just the basic stripes. Like, if I you're just, gonna do the silver pants, do add like silver the, somewhere else. Maybe the face mask, wherever. Put some silver in there, but you just have these silver pants that kind of throws pants. it off. Yeah, yeah, and it's just I don't know. It's got. The red is very bright. You got too much black going on. Yeah, see where Alabama's is just plain crimson and white. They tried to incorporate the silver, the gray, and silver, and white, and black, too, and it yeah. just looks. They tried to make it. They tried to make it worse. Kind of timeless, where it would still look like the old, you and, know. And you think and red then, and black? Those are good colors. You can yeah, and I just I feel like they could have done a lot more. Yeah. Now, as a fan of uh, black helmets. I mean, black jerseys. What do you think about Georgia's black alternates? I do like the all I black like jerseys. I like them yeah. a lot. Yeah, I do too. But they always wear, they don't do anything else with them. Whereas Vandy has black helmets and black pants and they do, they always wear their black. I don't, it's a special, you know. Yeah, I don't think they ever do black on black and yeah. they got the same. See, the black on silver. I, that's why I, I don't, just, it doesn't go up for me. I mean, I love the black. I like it better than their normal ones, but I don't like it as much. And I think that red looks better used as a a lining than as your central color. Exactly. All right, number three, Florida Gators. I'm a pretty big fan of theirs, actually. Yeah, I am too. I mean, Jordan brands. Yeah, you got that. I mean, you got the Jordan brand. That's why everybody loves. You know, it's just them in Michigan, I think, are the only ones that do the Jordan brand in college. I think that's right. I believe Oklahoma. Does Uh, Oklahoma do it? I believe Oklahoma does. So this is a good orange. This is a good blue. It doesn't try and do too much, and it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, and I, I love really the like helmets theirs. with the gators going across, yep. and then the stripe, the white stripe, the blue outline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no doubt. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. I think that one is exactly where it should be. I believe that's about right. Yeah, yeah. that's a good ranking. Okay, number two, LSU Tigers. This one is where I'd put it too. I love of course, yeah. any 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 cause that pulls off purple in their uniforms. I love it. I would. I like their actual purple uniforms better than their whites. Yeah, I still love the whites though. The helmets. Part of my favorite helmets, just the tiger and then the LSU going across. I love the helmets. Yeah, very classic. Yeah. It's it's just a good look. And the yellow pants. I mean, that's another thing. You think yellow? Yeah, it's <laughs> yellow hard, pants look good. Hard to pull off yellow pants. Yeah, <laughs> and well, they do it, it is well. Yellow and white it does go down right past Florida or Florida for me. I like okay. the Florida's better. Yeah, yeah. But they don't go down very much. Yeah. Sure. I th- I still like. I even like those better than the black ones. Now I think that. LSU's alternate uniforms we saw last year are the best those alternate are, uniforms. That's one those we are, need to save for a different episode because those yeah. are sick. Those I will go favorite, on and on about that. Those yeah. are my favorite SEC uniforms ever. Yeah, I agree. It was, uh, I believe, the 1914 season Yeah, is what they were uh, going for there. Yeah. And the number one, we got the Auburn Tigers. This is pretty surprising to me, honestly. I was yeah. kind of surprised too, yeah. I'd but I, honestly, I get it. But the blue and orange, I love the navy blue. Of course, what, this is me being biased. Sure. And, but I've always been, I mean, there hasn't been really much change in Auburn's uniforms either. I know there's going to be a change in the logo, which looks pretty stupid, but now, we'll talk about that. that won't be no, now, I disagree. I, their helmet is one of my favorite helmets in yeah, the I SEC. Yeah, I love the helmet, yeah. Where they lose points for me is that it's Under Armour, and I hate the Under Armour logo. i got nothing against their quality of material. Yeah. I just hate that ugly logo, the Under Armour logo. <laughs> So going into this, I didn't have just a number one. I was literally going to pin them against each other as we went down. And 
they pro- they're not my number one. Now that I think about it, I do like Florida's probably the best, those, which, yeah, is, those which is surprising to m- myself. And then I like LSU, and then I like the black, the Vandy jersey, just because of the detail with the black. I just wouldn't have Vandy that high. And then I like the Alabama. I just I don't know where I would put. I would think I would put them, eh, maybe maybe right above Mizzou and after Alabama. Okay, yeah. sure. Yeah. So no, I think I think that's still top five, I believe. Yeah. No, I think this Auburn uniform is a good one. And it's just the orange, too. You know, it's not that I just complimentary. Tennessee orange. I like it's a nice burn orange. It's a nice burn orange. It's very complimentary. It's not the blue, your yeah. focus yeah. color. It's. I just like Florida's blue and orange better. And you just don't see white helmets too often. No, and yeah. I love Auburn's all white because they've always done the all white away uniforms. Yeah. Those are always. That's a fan of mine. That's. Too. I kind of wish. Alabama would get to that. Like, introduce the white helmet first, see how it goes, mm. and slowly turn it that way, where it's just, you got all crimson and all white. I would love yeah, that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, no. And I don't, I think you can get away more with changing their away jerseys, their away uniforms, than their home uniforms. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And it's just simple change. Yeah. Nothing crazy at all. I think where this gets points, and this is said in the article also, is that you got your white helmet, your white pants, your white socks, your white cleats, and it pulls it off. Yeah. You would think almost too much white, but Especially you don't think it. Jer- yeah, navy yeah. blue jersey. It actually comes together very well. And I love the orange right there on the sleeves, too. Yeah, the orange stripe is, yeah. is a good look. That's another thing a lot of uniforms struggle with is getting those, those, stripes. those stripes on your sleeves right, and Auburn, Auburn has done it for sure. Well, I just want to go back and say, because I'm still shocked that I said this, but I do like Vandy's uniforms. I, I just, just I did not expect to like it as much now that I'm pinning like against each other. But yeah. it's just the fact that they're all black and they got the detail with the anchor and then they got the star on the pants. Like yeah. Yeah. it's not flashy, but they still got the star with a V. I like it. Like it's still simple. No, um, I mean there's nothing wrong with but that. It's just you know? that kind of gold, that color. On I like, but that's a gold. Like that's yeah. real gold to me. Like no, nah, I'm just not a fan with it. I jerseys. like it. I like it because they don't overdo it. With yeah. the gold. Yeah. Now, if we were talking about away jerseys for them, I'm definitely not a fan of the away jerseys either. Yeah, probably not. I'm probably with you on that. It's, the black does a lot for me. Yeah. All right. Well, we are at an hour 58. I want to wrap this up before Ooh. two hours. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry for such a long episode. If anyone is still listening, Sorry. we really appreciate it. Uh, so thank you for checking us out. Uh, you can find us on social media. We are at TGM Pod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We had... Game Manager's Pod on everything except Twitter. Some old account had it that was inactive, so we couldn't grab it. So I switched everything to TGM Pod. Uh, You can also reach out to us at GameManagersPod at gmail.com. We are also on Patreon. uh, And we are everywhere, wherever you get podcasts. So be sure to subscribe for uh, future content. Leave a nice review if you enjoyed the show. Or leave a bad review. if you didn't, leave a bad one. Yeah, leave a bad review. Yeah, actually, we'll read them out live. Actually, roast us. Please. Yeah, yeah. And, and give us some uh, future topics to come up with, too, yeah. if you got some ideas. If Mainly by roasting us. Yeah, yeah that's fine. This will just turn into reading your mean comments. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's completely fine. That sounds like a good... Try to leave uh, out the explicitives if you can. You know, we're trying to be a little family-friendly. Yeah, we want to well, be... Well, you a, can leave it in there for us. Yeah, we just, we'll, we'll, we won't we'll read, read it. it. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, we're just we want to have a nice, clean, fun podcast for everybody to you know just hang out and see. Well, we got thirty seconds left, so uh, I'm going to wrap this up. <laughs> I want to say uh, thank you to our friend Will uh, for over oh, at yeah. uh, the Message Pitch podcast. They got a great podcast. Go check them yeah, out. Yeah, if you want to just hear a podcast on the wider world of sports, go oh, check yeah. them out. They're really good and hilarious as a group of guys. And uh, they make the long drive a little bit easier. So, uh, yeah, and they kind of inspired us to do this one, too. So, um, yeah, check them out. And I think that's it. We're right at two hours. So we will see you all this time next week. Y'all have a great week.